This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to episode 44 of Celtic Rumors TV, the Balls and Bobble podcast with your host Mark and myself Paul. Joining us on today's show we have Michael, that's Michael Dundee from our forum. The form to the podcast is celticrumors.co.uk where Celtic Sports discuss everything about Celtic. So if you wish to check it out, please have a look at us if you're interested. Please hit the like button and the notifications and leave a comment for us at the end of the show in the comments section. On today's show, we will take a look at the latest gospel rumors around Celtic. We will have a look at uh, at today's match against Hearts, which which finished 3-2 to Celtic in the last round of 16 of the Scottish League Cup. And we'll be looking through the latest uh, live chat. So please, if there's anything you wish to discuss, please let us know. And we'll take a look ahead at uh, the, this week's uh, Europe League qualifier against AC Alsberg. Firstly, though, Mark will give a few shout-outs to the fellow Celtic supporters and fans of the podcast. Thanks very much, Paul. Uh, some shout-outs as usual, guys. Richie, AGG, Tim Alloy, uh, Young Ben. I see Malik, I seen on the live chat earlier, Malik has got some family where we're in Spain now, sir. He's coming over as well, so that's good for him. He actually gets mm-hmm. after everything he's been through the past year or so. Uh, now he mentioned for Mikey. I don't know what's happened to Mikey Pullman. See if he's met me, his life just fallen to bits. He's done his ligaments twice, he said wisdom teeth out, and then now he's having to uh, isolate for 10 days because somebody at work calls get COVID. Jesus. I think we've got involved with I think we jinxed him. I think we jinxed him, Mark. pins in both these dogs. Well, just, just when you said as well, Paul, about the comments thing, what that is, I'll just to explain. Miles was talking to me and Paul about this on Discord, and it's one of the ways to help your channel grow in that is like the likes and subscriptions. But see if you leave comments in the comment section, uh, that kind of helps you push yourself up with like the YouTube algorithm charts or whatever it is, and it shows how kind of popular yourself. If you know how to leave a comment, please leave one. As I say, it all helps us to try and push on and make it grow a bit. Perfect. Moving on to gospel rumours, Celtic striker Usain Edward is demanding 85,000 a week wages if he will move away from Celtic this summer. Will Edward get these wages after his performance from Celtic last season? That's the question Celtic fans are asking. Ryan Christie wasn't on the Celtic team sheet today. Does this signal that Ryan Christie is looking to leave the club or is just a simple injury-related Crystal Palace manager Patrick Vera said yesterday after Chel- after his team's defeat to Chelsea that he expects signings within the next couple of days at Crystal Palace. And Patrick Vera, it has been a long time admirer of Ryan Christie in the past. 
Celtic should know in the next 72 hours if Man City, Man City young right back Jan Kutu will be joining the club. Jan Kutu was a VR guest alongside Fogel Harkin at last last Thursday, Thursday night's Europa League game against Jalbach and witnessed a stunning display by Celtic and also witnessed a stunning atmosphere that the Celtic fans gave at their first meeting back at Celtic Park. This will come and six sign if the 19-year-old agrees to come to Celtic in the next couple of days. The agent on OH11 striker Thomas Henry has said, has said a come and get me plea to Celtic and that he's client favours a move to Celtic and he also said that Celtic need to move fast and make it clear that their interest in the player or his client will be looking elsewhere. So Terry Mark that does Thomas Henry's um, move to Celtic all depend on Edward's staying or going? I think it's got something to do with it. I definitely do. I don't, I don't think it's down to the money side of things or that, but I, I think it's down to... size of the squad and their markings. We've said it before, but our own opinion is... Uh, but it's a lot of money just to say to somebody, look, I ain't train yourself, you're not getting in the team when you're going to be bringing this guy in. I don't think it is a money-driven thing, it's squad size and how the teams are going to be playing kind of idea. So when See, that, when that's, that, that's it, like, like, with, like, it's really kind of, because um, I, I was thinking about it, like, when, when I was doing up things, like, this is twice, though, uh, we, we haven't bought in the striker because of Edward. Last season, it was supposedly being done to the uh, Ivan Tony, you know, Celtic never made a bid for this player, they never came out and said they were interested in this player, Mark, but... We're going with what the media said to us here. And that was done to Edward being persuaded to stay again for for, for, for for another season, which clearly, Mark, going by last season, Edward really didn't want to do that. You know? And we're going back to the same situation here now where we're back with Edward. Uh, is he staying or is he going? Uh, will he get these wages? Uh, and like, like Edward's wages by by the media mark aren't over excessive because no, that mid-table mid, mid of relegation wages mark that are in the Premier League, aren't they? I, I mean, I, I, I say it on the forum, Paul, I don't believe for a minute that he's asking for 85 grand a week, but even, it's not really that for going. When you look at the, I, I put on the forum what Crystal Palace are paying a couple of their players, I mean, that Benteke, 120 grand a week. Mm-hmm. For what? Two, three goals a season, Mark? Aye. The, the average wage in the Premier League is just... And considering what you said there, like, considering... Because I, I actually watched uh, the match today last night, the thing as I sent you, and I watched Crystal Palace. Like, Crystal Palace have left a lot of, a lot of players go, Mark. Like, so they they have wages to free up. Like, so they have wages to... to pay. Like, it's really done to Edward, Mark, like that. Edward thinks that he can pick and choose his clubs, but realistically, Mark, he can't because this is the level that Edward put himself in because of his performance to Celtic last season. Bryson, Crystal Palace, West Ham. 
Yeah, but I mean, I do, although, he, although he will be looking for a serious wedge and a pay rise when he moves, as I said before, the reason he turned down West Ham is because he's not going to be first-choice striker. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I think the game time's more important to him than the actual... No, but that's a, 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 a lack of ambition for him too. Like, like, like as you said there, that, and as Barry said, like it's Celtic went to go Naismith and is Naismith going to come here and sit on the bench? And like Barry put a good point too, Mark. Like, it's up to the player coming in not to put himself on the bench and prove that he should be the number one, the number one striker, isn't it? You know. Well, it is, but. But obviously, didn't they fancy fighting that Antonio at West mm-hmm. for the, the main striker job? But I, mm-hmm. I think he's more Edward wants to be somebody's main man, and anybody that comes in is going to have to not come off his perch, kind of thing. I think, no. Mikey, you there, aye? Yeah, I'm here, guys, yeah. Uh, there's Mikey on as well, Paul. Mike, Mikey, what did the club do in this situation with Edward? Do the club go to him, right, we want an answer. Are you committed to the club and signing a three-year contract? We're not going to give you a one-year deal. Uh, I think, well, if, what, what did the club do with this situation with Edward? I don't know, it's a really hard one. I'm of the opinion that you either sign a long-term deal or you leave. Because like, if he signs a one-year deal, Michael, we're back to the same situation next season again. Like you know, what I mean, we're waiting on him to make another decision. Then again, after one year, again, like in this, there's no chance that Edward will be there come the end of the window. Oh. Like, so you see, it, people do their business. Everything gets done last minute. It's just basically like trying to call people's bluffs on him. So certainly need to prepare for life without Christie and Edward. But they guys will be away. Should we get the players in now, Mark, and take that risk and get the players in? And you know, like Edward, he he played today. And look, I, I must say he did. He had a good game, but it's not the Edward we see before, Mark. Do you know what I mean? He he he, played, he didn't. He had a good game. That's all I'm saying. He had. It wasn't exceptional game what we saw in the past. No, from Edward, he could have scored another couple of goals as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the. It was a decent enough performance here, but I've said it for weeks, and Mikey said it there. I don't. I've never thought Edward was going to be here come the end of the, season, uh, the end of the window, and all that stuff about running down the contract. Now I just, I just can't see that. Because Ant said that himself, Dermak and John Dweet, that if Edward left for nothing next season, uh, that's a real cash blow blow for Celtic. You know, and it is really, Mark, like, isn't it? Like, we, we let a rod, like, our record signing nine million go for nothing. Like, Celtic can't afford to be letting a pair like that go for nothing either. Oh, definitely. Celtic have been telling his agent, get your finger out here, get this move dealt with. We've dealt you months ago what we want it. You need to, it's up to the agent to go there and get the deal that suits everybody now. Mm hmm. And um, the lad, Mikey. I, I, you, you you might know about him, the young lad, uh, Jan Cook, who he was at the game the other night that he, a decision will be be made in uh, in 72 hours. I think uh, Janovic deal could be off and Boot has, as you, you said to us as well before, that deal is off. But is this lad already made replacement to come in, do you think? Or is he Ben Radisson? Do you know anything about him? Either. Yeah, he's meant to be highly regarded, but I, I, I mean, we were talking, how many times have we talked about loans mm-hmm. in the past? And yeah, you might. Patrick Roberts was a good loan because we had him for two years. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, an, another year's loan. I mean, I was I was very surprised they've not pushed to get the the Croatian right back for Legia Warsaw. Like you say, he for the money for the loan fee and wages that Celtic are going to need to contribute towards. Yeah, that that, 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 exactly. Like it's that's that's that you just hit the nail in the head there. Like for for what we're probably going to pay in the loan here, I think it's going to be roughly the loan might be two million, and for next year maybe one point five. We can get Janovic, Mark. Do you know what I mean? Like. Uh, it's a serious question there again, Marco. The way the board are going about things like in this. I don't even I don't know much about this guy that's this young guy that's coming in and loan to be honest with you, Paul, but I was speaking to Mikey about it earlier on when we were talking and see really see for any right back to come into the Celtic team now. For me they've got to what we're talking about with strikers, but they've got to displace <coughs> mm-hmm. I mean Ralston you can't just go and drop Ralston because he because we're bringing in a right back. Because he's really not done anything wrong this year. No, is, no, and, and and we spoke to him with, with Barry Mack and and the first guy uh, coming in, I mean, is he coming in to be Ralston's understudy? See, that's this. A lot, a hell of a lot of money to spend to spend on an understudy for a year. Exactly, and when we spoke about um, on the last podcast, there, Mark and told that we we spoke about Ange, and he said from day one, Radisson was one. Of, one of the players from day one that took everything that Anne said to him on board, Mark. Uh, and we, we, we can't fault Ravison, Mark, because the shit that that lad is putting in at the moment are unbelievable. And we're paying a lot of money, Mark, for a young lad maybe to come in and, and just... Is it going to be another situation as we're filling a gap? You know, like we have two right backs there. Do you know what I mean? It's that, 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 that's really what, it, what it's kind of looking at. You know, we're not making an investment in that position where we should have marked. Do you know what I mean? Well, we, we should be buying somebody that's better than Ralston, like the Christian guy. Mm-hmm. And Ralston, she's, Ralston for me, he's played, he's played well enough to prove it. he can be an understudy. He'd probably get better as he goes on as well. So he's going to be pushing the new guy. But just bringing in some boy from own, I really, I don't understand. It's, it, it, it's like it's like what the the lads from um, Australia, Gavin and uh, Gary said to us. Mark said to be do the usual thing if they don't get their targets, they're knocking on City's door. Well, you know, well, it's starting to look like that again. About yeah, just came from from nowhere into this kind of. I mean, we were linked with a couple a couple of things, but we never actually gave it any much thought to happen. That's again mm-hmm. that option would be, and, and that's that. It, it kind of uh, after that because I never really took notes, but like Mike and, I, and that's really kind of the way it's sent to kind of kind of look at things. If they don't get their targets, they go down looking at the Man City youth system, or they do the usual thing, head down to Man City, isn't it? You know, it annoys me so because whether Celtic have got a good relationship with Man City or not, that's still going to be a decent loan fee for him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like you said, my, my worry with the guy as well, and yeah, he looks good on paper, and he did well for Girona last season in Spain. How many Brazilian players have skated to Scotland and settled in and did well? Exactly, and you're talking about the physical side of things as well, Mike. Like you said there, like you know, what I mean, like it's a risk, like I and, and that's what I think it is. Like I think it's a risk from who we've been linked to. We've been linked with Bouza. We've been linked with Janovic. We've been linked numerous right backs who I would think would have been. A better signing than 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 Kutu. Do you know what I mean? I, I, we seem to be 
going back to the same thing as we were before that loan signing and we're not really doing what we need to be doing, Mark, is buying players and investing in the squad that we have players for next season. We're not and because you have to look at the the overall thing of it, Mark. Like we're going to be back to the same situation next season, maybe that Celtic need to buy a right back. You know what I mean? When that money could be used to actually improve the squad rather than fixing a problem that should have been fixed four or five years ago. You know? Oh, it just, it's madness. I just don't understand it at all, Paul. Is you know, and it, it was all over Twitter then. Uh, sorry, it was all over Twitter then yesterday and today that Janovic was left out of the leg of walk or so. So maybe, that, maybe that's it. So, but I look, he's carrying a knock and that's why he was left out. So there's no... Link there, Mark, why he was left out of the, the game yesterday with Lega. You that's know? the draw, that's the draw in the next 30 seconds away to go and start for the next round of that cup. I've just got it on live in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it all updated. Yeah, I'll update it. Maybe somebody in the chat will probably be ahead of me, like, but. <laughs> the game will be yeah, 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 yeah. 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 the way 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 the the way the way the the way the way the way the the way the the way the way the 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 so like, it, it can't play you too, Mickey. Do you know what I mean? Like if a, if a big club like Celtic is, because like Mickey, you know, and Jonas and all, and, and I watch a lot of the the Polish league as well here, like that. Like they're not on big money marks. Do you know what I mean? They're not on big wages. Do you know what I mean? And and for what leg they're asking, like they're asking for about three million, three point five. That that's not a lot of money for Celtic. Like considering what they probably would pay two million for this young lad from Man City. You know. I worry about oh, Juranovic, great, get him in. But again, he still needs to dislodge Ralph in first. Again, mm-hmm. the day, it's evident that Taylor's never ever going to be a left back for Celtic, going as an attacking minded player. He's, he is alright, alright defensively, but he is so bad at getting the ball into the box. Did you notice there as well today as well? Uh, we, we, we move on to the match there as well, but just point out that Taylor was targeted again today by Hearts. Boyce was going on to him when they were playing the long ball. Boyce was moving up. Starfield then had to kind of push on the left-hand side to, to cover that high ball. I think Taylor's going to be targeted every game. So every team now sees Taylor as a weakness in the Celtic team, Michael. Yeah, like I say, well, that's because yes, me can mm-hmm. see it. Like I said, me and Mark have fought his corner. I, I didn't think oh, without doubt. I didn't think he was corner in the sense that I still think he would do a job normally at Scottish level. But even the day against Harps, going forward and that's what Celtic needed him they're almost going to be 99% on the attack if you've not got a full buck that can, can't put a ball into the box then he's useless you know what I mean mm-hmm. so like I said I, I think left back's more a priority than right back just now I mean I've gave Ralston it as much as anybody on here but he, the last three four games that that guy's played he's looked solid like he's a unit uh, guy as well, I guess. And he really forward. scored again today as well. Like you know, he he was up in the box again there again today. Like he, do you know what I mean? Like, he's really giving his all. Like I, I, you can't fault him. Like everyone is saying that he gives his all, but it's his performance 
more than anything that has improved. Like he always gave, he's all for the club, but he's really after taking what and and we were always saying that about Ange that really be able to improve the players that were already at the club, and it's evident that he's improved the players. But like what he's done with Radisson is on, and that's down to Radisson as well. See, be honest, see if you yeah, like a signing mark. Uh, you wouldn't have re- you wouldn't recognise Ralston. The, mm. the way he's playing the playing down really and even again you've got to give uh, Tom Rogic some credit as well last few games Rogic is really he's like a brand new player as well seems yeah, to be it looks like signings Mark do you know what I mean you know, they look like new signings for, for, for the club like you know what I mean like like you you, you have to like say like how how the standards at the club actually dropped like you know what I mean and and if the standards drop at the club, Michael, the player standards will, will drop as well, like, won't they? Yeah, well, I think the, I think the thing with Ralston is the last two clubs that he's went on loan, they both said that he wasn't even good enough for them. Mm-hmm. So to have that transformation in a player where you can even get a game for, like, Dundee United and St Johnston and that. Yeah, even like, Jonas was saying that to us when Jonas has been under Padros like that. Radisson just wasn't good enough for Dundee. Dundee lies in Mark. You know what I mean? You know, and, and how we can change things around for us like is, is unbelievable. Yeah? You there? I, I thought that was to Mikey. Mikey was talking. I thought you were just talking to Mikey there. I just mix it up between the two of you, Mark. You know what I mean? There's no point in me staying on Mikey all the time when I have you as well, so I mix things up. You know? That's, that's all the... The joy of the podcast and being the host that I can mix things up. <laughs> Moving on, like look, the score really doesn't reflect on what, what this game was today. Like, look, I know we won three two today, like, but the, if you watch the game, Mark, the performance tells a different story, doesn't it? Uh definitely. The scoreline doesn't match for the performance, the game that we saw. We were we, we were all over them. I mean. The penalty, I don't know. The penalty, the penalty was a stone waller, but I'm, I'm still wasn't convinced. Edward, I don't think Edward should have got booked for that. I really don't. I don't, I don't think he really. He, he did make a waste. I'm not saying that. But I mean, you get down to England and even up here and pundits will sit there and tell you, ah, oh, if you get touched, you're entitled to get down and things like that. Edward was touched. Their legs were kind of in a bit of a tangle. I'm not saying it. Because that would have been to Varmark down in England. Aye. Aye, and they probably have gave that because it, and you've seen them give it contacts that have went down. So I don't, but then, I don't know. I'm not saying it was a penalty, but it definitely, I wouldn't have put it down as a kind of out and out dive that he deserved to get booked for it. But also, Mark, then like you have to question, and, and Michael Short said as well that the the Hearts had a penalty claim as well, and it was a clear dive, and and Beeson gave no booking there. I I don't know what what play it was though, but I remember uh, Michael Short was saying it like like. Why is Bison booking uh, Edward and not booking the Hearts player for practically the same thing? Like, you know what I mean? You know? Huh? Like, Bison, have, Bison nearly had his card out before Edward even hit the ground, I said. I, I, I see that. Beton, he's... We're going about the refs and that and about the incompetence here, but Beton's one, and I don't know if it's incompetence with him or whether it is just his bias coming through, but he's, he's a shocking referee altogether. Any time I've watched him, he's a shock. He's a, do you get what I mean? He never seems to... He's in control of the game, but he's, he doesn't seem to... It's just these decisions. The decisions he makes in games, he stops, he stops the game to give these silly fouls. 
and then play on when it's been just looking looking for a free kick and maybe a booting, and he just waves. Yeah, because on the 63rd minutes when uh, Kyogre got got brought down and Hearts player got got a booking, that wasn't beat on at all. That was actually the linesman that gave that decision that made contact with beat on. So I think it's just if if the linesman wouldn't have even interfered, Mark, that free kick was because it was off the ball. I mean. Kyogre was kicked off the ball and Beaton was freaking looking at it straight away just let, but it was actually the linesman that caught it back do you know what I mean like so you he'll, know like he'll be getting pulled up about that Beaton will be saying to him don't you ever do that when you're working with me again yeah do you know what I mean it, it just shows like that like Beaton more so than any mark like he really has uh, this thing against Celtic or something like that doesn't he Oh, you know, definitely. He's. He, I don't go. You know, I don't buy into all the conspiracy theory stuff. But he's definitely one that's wears his heart in his sleeve. Let's say it that way. Mm-hmm. Michael, I, I know we, we we touched him there as well, but I, can, I had in my notes anyway uh, about Taylor. His crosses as well today was very poor, wasn't it? Like he either couldn't beat the first man or. When he did cross this, it went miles over the other side of the pitch. Like he really is uh, kind of standing out for me, being very poor, Taylor. Yeah, just for anybody well that's listening, that's not in the chart itself. It drew Rafe Rovers at home in the cup. That's not a bad draw. That could have been worse. The Rangers got Livingston, Dundee United got Hibs, and Dundee got St Johnston. A Rangers are home, Mikey. Yeah, they're all home, yeah. That's a tough draw for for them anyway. You know, Livingston is the... I know what it is, they, they seem to be a, a bogey team, Mark, for Celtic and Rangers as well at some times, Livingston. It's like they're, they're, they're a tough team to, to play against because they're physical, like, you know? These are turned up in their physical, want-to-fight kind of thing, are you? Yeah. They lie down and you pump them into it, really? Going about the physical side of it, though, like what we think today, like we we saw Kyogre really up against a, a first uh, physical Scottish team. Though he was getting kicked about, Mark, but he, he, he handled it well. He clattered Andy Halliday's. Yeah. Didn't he just right yeah. start of the game? Did Halliday like get mentioned after that? No, really. He was getting, he got taken off as well. Halliday. Did he get took off? I did, see, I thought, yeah. Well, he'd been took off, but I couldn't make him off at half time as usual. Was it half time he went half five? Half time, yeah. Like he was able to kind of handle Mark what 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 NT they they were kind of throwing at him, didn't he? He kind of got back up. He took it and he think, well, the worry is now, Mark, that uh, and Barry's saying as well because he terrorised defences. He run off I mean, and defenders in Scotland don't like that. That he could be made maybe a marked man now in Scotland. Lovely, like, you yeah. you're Mark Van. All good, all good players are, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Like, do you think he's able to handle it, or the, the physique side of it? He already proved today that he can handle it. Like he says, he can obviously give out. Like he says, the last Japanese quality player we had Nakamura. I mean, he got targeted every game as well, mm-hmm. but it didn't stop him. And I actually think, looking at them, even though it's early days for Kyogo, Kyogo actually seems a lot more tougher and able to put yourself about more than Nakamura. Yeah, he, he's not afraid to... 
to go in for a tackle either and, and, and give it Mark Inti like you just said there Mark he gave it to Halliday like he, he he's a tough act Mark in fairness to him like you know what I mean oh, you know definitely seems to be, be coping with the physical side of the game well, I mean that's twice we've uh, played hearts I mean that's probably one of the more physical teams in Scotland and all the day especially just to, but did he see, didn't he seem to phase him? I mean, if he, he wasn't really complaining, do you know what I mean? A lot of these players, see these kind of foreigner players will come in and they'll complain, they're always at the ref about getting fouls and wee nick kicks and that. But Kyogo just seems to get his seat down and go on with it. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the first score, like, uh, one-touch footballer, Michael Stewart said, like, uh, Kyogo, Forrest, Edward. The, the movement off the ball between the three lads making the space and, and how fast it was. Some goal, like, what well, did the first goal, what did it? Was good, it was a good goal, but I still think Celtic play better than Edward is in the team. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. As a team, like you say, when you've, got, when you've had Kyogo through the middle, uh, Abada and Ryan Christie on the left-hand side, that would be... As, as the, the we seem to be making more goal. space, Michael, when, when Kyogo was up front instead of Edward. There was there, there seemed to be more space for people to run into. Like Edward was kinda and Barry said it too, Mark, that he's still kinda so still like that he's not making movement and the players can't really move around him then either, you know? Well you could see you could see the difference in the team. Mm-hmm. Last couple of games where Kyogo's playing been playing through the middle. Where Edward been in there today you could see a difference in the team and the way it was nice, kind of crisp and sharp in and about the boxes. It's been the last couple of games, and that's doing to Edward no doing the same, making the same kind of runs as Kyogo does to pull defenders mm-hmm. in place. A batter seems to be a kind of a miss as well, Mark, don't you? On the right, don't you? Yeah, young Abada, he seems to be. Uh, a forest doesn't kind of bring the same intensity that Abada would bring us. No, I don't think he's as. For is I wouldn't say Forrest is as aggressive as a badder. Do you mm-hmm. know when you're trying to like defending for the front and things like that? Forrest will run about, but he's not really, he's not like, he's no hurry players as such. He'll have a wee chase back, but he's not going to chase them out of the park to get the ball kind of idea. Whereas a badder mere get a higher work rate, that's kind of, kind of higher work rate than Forrest. But I thought Forrest is a decent enough game again. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that annoys me with Forrest is this constant need. To, to come inside, yeah, yeah, and use the outside his foot to pass it and shoot other thing. This is just turned into a bad habit because it's actually no, it's no benefit in Celtic in any way. He's obviously lost the yards of pace he can, but I can't remember the last time he actually took on a man and actually got the ball into the box with. And that's what um, Barry was saying as well, Mark. That that's not the way Ange wants his wingers to play. He wants his wingers down the point line, getting the ball across for 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 the forwards. I, no, I think Ange is wanting that. Have like the option, mm-hmm. like players that can come inside or go around the back, and it's up to the defenders to kind of guess what way he's going to go. Right? That kind of idea, but mm-hmm. Mikey says before us, it's always cutting inside, cutting in, and that outside of the foot push. He's definitely lost something, Mark, hasn't he? He's definitely lost a bit of pace, or that's you know, pace, but like what you know, what what is Forrest pushing on? Then we know, like he. 27, 20, 20, 28, 29. Um, you know, you're definitely going to use an edge, like, and especially too. 30. 30. But see, if, but see the thing about it, see if you can cross the ball in that pole. You don't need that, but 
that much pace. I mean, look at David Beckham was the yeah. Now he need great pace, but if anywhere on that right wing, he could put the ball in a ten pence. But that's it, like yeah, like Nakamura. You never, you never But you never see Forrest really Mark putting a cross in from the boy like, do you? Nope. Do you know what I mean? You never see him put a cross even, even from the sideline like he he just always tries to cut in or something like that. Like, or, do you know what I mean? And it's not benefiting us then because like the space is open then on the left hand side like for, for any of our players to run down or even Madison to run down that wing but he's not giving the ball then Mark because he's so he's so gone far in, in the middle of the field like by the time Madison gets down the pitch like I mean, that option then is gone for Celtic then you know what I mean like, you know like Rogic if you give Rogic the ball Rogic is going to in and about the box Rogic will try and dribble through two and three men and a lot of the times he does do it. Edward's the same type. And for some reason, Forrest seems to have took on that he's going to do that. He's cutting inside and trying to dribble his way round the, de- round the defenders to get a shot. Do you think that's down to maybe previous um, managers, Mark? That maybe Forrest is doing that? Maybe he's, was he told cutting and that he, maybe Ange will tell him eventually that he needs to cut that out of his game? That That's not the way he wants to play? Well, he'll need to. They'll need to mm-hmm. know Forrest won't be in the team. Because it's not producing much. No. The problem, I think the problem, well, the problem for Forrest is now, and albeit a bad has been injured the last couple of games, but he'll be back on Wednesday, as Andrew has already confirmed. Before a bad came in, who did Forrest actually hate pushing him? No one. Last one we said there, and you said, and Barry said, was Patrick Roberts. And that was the only really time that Forrest kind of upped his game when, when he had someone on his back pushing for for his spots, Mike. Yeah, like it says, Abada, like, as it stands anyway, on Wednesday, if Abada's fit, Abada plays. Well, I think so as well. I think, it for, I think Forrest is the kind of backup now, a day, Mikey. For yeah, well, he says it's... Buying a right, a right winger. Fair does he can play in the left, but he's in, we've counted him as a right winger now. We're not going out to sign a right winger that's going to just, although he is only 19, so Forrest will get plenty of game time. But for me, Abada, I think Abada's been brought in to be the first choice. And somebody saying there on Twitter, obviously, oh, uh, just goes on about Twitter about rumours, blah blah. But supposedly Christie is not even in Glasgow; he's down in England for talk for a Premier League club. It's Crystal Palace. So that again, that's fine, as long as they're bringing Christian Lovrich as the replacement. Which mm-hmm. somebody said on, I think it was Buzzbomb put on the other day, saying that the the bid's already been lodged for him. So if Christie was to leave and Lovrich comes in. That would be unbelievable. Because when I said... <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 just because a lot of, I've been on here loads of times and people almost get sick of me talking about winners, but Tom Lovrich and Abada and that Kyle go through the middle, that's just dangerous. Like, uh, I personally, Mark, um, Mike... You. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I said that earlier on the live chat. <laughs> I personally put in uh, Crystal Palace into that Christie team because uh, Vieira said yesterday they're actually in talks with players and players will be coming in as soon as possible. And he very tried to sign Christie last year for Monaco, and, and he's always been at money. So I actually think that Palace are, 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 are the team that, that Christie could be talking to. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if it wasn't Palace. Was it Vieira? No, was it Nice, Paul, that he tried to sign him for? Nice, was it? Was it Nice, was it? Yeah, I think that's a Vieira. Well, Henri was with um, Henri was at Monaco, wasn't it? Yeah. Vieira was at Nice. Yeah, 100% Vieira did try to sign. 
mm-hmm. and put decent. It would make sense because well, Crystal Palace got Pumches today as well, did they? But it would say Chelsea right enough. But Crystal Palace have got well, according to their fans, they're in dire straits regarding players just now. So it would make sense if that was the case, which is mm-hmm. fine. I think the rumour saying it's five, six million or something for Christie. What, with six months left on his contract? Surely that seems a bit steep, no? Yeah, but like you're going at that then, like you're saying that it looks a bit steep, like. But then, like, you see players leaving the big clubs for 10, 20 million, like, like Sanchez only had a, a year left in his contract when he joined Manchester United, and they fucked up nearly 10 million for him that time. I think the problem is, so Paul, Christie's only got six months left on his deal, yeah. Six months. So, he, so he technically he can actually sign a free contract now with Crystal Palace and leave in January. Do we've had this out before and I've never heard it's so unusual for contracts yeah, in the middle of the season. I think well, I've seen when when it was Christy signed his last contract extension, which was about December, a couple of years back, and I've took it that it's been for then. I mean, I mean, I spoke before about it, and nobody's ever. And Ed Poo, Ed Poo says all, con- all contracts run to like the 30th of June or the 30th of like the end of the season. That's when contracts yes, yeah. That's why players sign like 18 month deals. And if you it, does seem, uh, it does seem strange, but um, like, I, obviously I agree, and I've said on this in the past that it must be the case that he runs contracts will run until June next year. But it's just based on obviously what's getting stayed in the. Uh, but even, yeah. even a year, even for a year for us to get six or seven months. Yeah, well, you bite your hand off. I mean, but we get the same kind of money for Armstrong, wouldn't it, for Southampton? Oh, mm-hmm. he says, the, the club that Lovrich is coming to, they've already said that a club has matched the £5 million fee. It's looking like it is Celtic. So to actually buy Lovrich... And, and he's make, like... Money. Well, well, and make money, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 this lad Lovrich, like, and I, and I was reading this about him, like, this lad Lovrich, like, any time Celtic have been playing, like, he's linked him on his Instagram, he's said a bit when they scored a goal on his Instagram, like, like, this player wants to come to Celtic, like, Maybe you know. Maybe Dune were just waiting it to go. Waiting for Christy to go, like, to say, oh, your American star friend was already in. But, you know. Again, we're we're on about Crystal Palace. I wouldn't be surprised to see them come back in for Edward as well. I was going, especially, like you say, that Ben Teke up front's probably the, one of the biggest donkey deaths in a long time. And the fact that he's on six-figure salary is actually scary. Like it says, People say that oh, Edward, 85 grand a week, you know what's that? I understand where they're coming from. But you've got to look at what the... Because like, he'll probably be looking at, like, well, that Ben Teke and maybe Zaha, he, he, plays, he plays one or two good games in 10, but that Christian Ben Teke, how he got 100... Whoever his agent is, I'm going to see if he can maybe get me someplace like this. <laughs> with 120 grand a Yeah. Some, I mean, like... I mean, like, <laughs> like, 120 grand a week. Like, like, he, he, he offers... Nothing uh, uh, for for a striker like uh, like how Crystal Palace can't even see that Edward is a, <laughs> I wouldn't even say an upgrade. Do you know what I mean? To be two three players better than than what Ben Death would offer. Like you know what I mean? Like if Crystal Palace don't sign a a player of of, of Edward and they stick with Ben Death, they're going down. I remember like you said, remember back when Crystal Palace they signed Joel Edwards for us as well and dead going day as well, did he? Oh, yeah. they'll, like, they'll play like hardball right to the the final few hours of the window like they did the Ledley as well. Eh? Is is he still involved there? Um, is Parrish still there? 
Mikey. Yeah, he's, oh, he's still going, is he? He's still there, he's still, he's still there, isn't he, him, Parrish, yeah. And uh, Doggy Freeman, I think, is it, is it, Freeman is there as well, I think he's, Freeman. kind of, free, just Doggy, kind of, yeah. the, the, the director of football or something like that, but I'm, I you know. been involved with Crystal Palace for years, isn't he, Doggy Freeman? Mm-hmm. I think it was back to the early 2000s, ever since he's played for them, I think that was the last couple of years. Yeah, he's been there, like, you know what I mean, like, but, like, like, I don't want to go. John Kennedy. John Kennedy, man. Don't get me started. <laughs> well, get... right, you've sat there and you slagged the guy off for months, right, going on about John Kennedy, and do you think this is John Kennedy still having an influence? We're playing well, everybody's delighted. Are you not giving John Kennedy any credit? Why? It's Charlie Ange is his own man, so I believe that it's Ange that's making the decisions now. I believe right that when Ange came into the first few games against Meechel and the team, that's why we played Beeson in that back line. And Ange obviously saw that Welch is a better player, and he actually put Welch in there. I think that that was Kennedy's influence on him putting Beeson into that back line. I think it's Kennedy that's having an influence on the team just now. All that quality football end and comes right to Kennedy's brain. Bollocks. <laughs> Don't get me started now, my bollocks. I'm kidding, white. 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 was hopped off the wall. <laughs> but as I said before, when we, when we were talking about like Lennon and Kennedy and things like that, these coaches are only as good as put the top man's telling them to do. So Kennedy will be, again, le- I mean, learning under Ange. And if he's doing what Ange is de- telling him to do... Yeah, learning under Ange, learning not to tell him to put beats on into the back line. <laughs> I personally think that beat on got put in the back line for Ange. I generally think it was for experience. That's, I think that as well, Mikey. That's what I, I said at the time. It was the only reason I could think it. So, but but you're going to experience, though, like... Uh, when should done nothing wrong since he went into that back line, has he? No, he's a good player. I, like, uh, I still think we need another centre-back and I thought it, could be, it might be for Starfeld so he gets settled because he's looking a bit shaky just now. There's no doubt that the guy's got quality. He didn't play for Ruben Kazan and um, in the Sweden national team if you've not got a bit of quality about you. I just know how the ground's running. So other players have they've just come in and Seep, seep, settled seamlessly into the team. Starfield's looking a wee bit stuck, kind of thing, but just, just basic. He's making some mistakes, but you know, as Mikey said, he's played at the highest levels. He's football and things, but he's not got it. It'll just take a bit longer to settle in. I see already people are he's garbage and that. We shouldn't have signed him, but it's take take a while, Mark. Like this, I I think going look at the. Because I was looking at the starting lineup uh, today, that you need a bank, you know, that that's going to be your back four for every game. It's going to be Hart, Ralston, Welch, Starfeld, and Taylor. That seems to be the bat, and he seems to be con- consistent uh, with that. So the more they play, the more they get, they, they might get comfortable with each other. Like you know, so, Starfeld and Welch, I think, will have to play more games to build up that partnership together. You know, and, and more understanding. You know. But you've got to, if you for bring in, look, at, I, I agree with Mikey, I think we need to bring in, a, we definitely need to bring in another centre back. But st- again, Paul, the amount of games we play. We th- yeah, you've got to rotate, yeah, exactly. Build up with partnerships, we, because you know, no matter who's playing together, but they're comfortable with aside each other. Julian's, like, we're, we're told he could be back maybe 
it could be early November now and stuff like that. But Julian's the type of player, Mark, as well, who who pick up a niggle here and there as well. Like he, Julian's mightn't last a full season. He could, he could pick up another injury. He sees that kind of like another beast on or something, don't he, Julian? And see, boy, he will. He'll just come back. He'll play a few games and he'll miss a game with a niggle be injury, and then he'll play again. I think he's just going to be that type of player. What was your thought in the line when you saw the line Were you surprised at it that you saw the line that Edward was in there and that there was no Christie there or? I was surprised. I was I was I was surprised to see Edward starting. Uh, mm-hmm. Mikey said he thought he would start out on the left. I wasn't so sure about that, but the team the team just wasn't as fluid and as sharp the day with Edward starting in there. It just really Everything about everything about the rest of the team was dangerous, but when it was getting to the kind of Edward point, it was breaking down a lot. Just I think that was my concern as well, Mark. That uh, when the line came out, were we going to be as fluid? Because we, we we actually talked about it in the last part, and and it was Barry that said it that he feared that if Edward stays and if Edward comes into the team, he's going to slow down the fluency of the attack, and and we saw that today. Like he did slow down. Definitely. Yeah. You know, I just don't understand why they started Edward through the middle, because like I said to Mark earlier on the phone, he drifts out left all the time for the ball. Well, I mean, that was, I, I just don't understand, and like you see, Kyle's movement is ten times better than Edward's. Because I was saying, yeah, I was saying that to Mark, like, like, uh, I, like Mark at half time, I was saying to Mark, like, Kyogo seems more forward than Edward. And Kyogo seems to be the one Mark who was getting into the space in the front, and Edward was outside the back, uh, outside of the box. Uh, you know? it Kyogo seemed to be further forward than, than my striker was a lot of the time. You're right in saying that, Paul. But you know, it was it was just a weird decision. Like there was there was a lack of like you could see it, Mark. Like uh, when we played uh, Jan back and we played Dundee when when Kyogo was up there. The movement and how how these lads like off the ball they created the space for each other the three Abada Christie and uh, Kyogo the, the movement by the three lads Mark and the space they created there was none of that today. They did that. Edward will stop. Went to a defender to take the ball. We are getting yeah exactly right to his back. Exactly and and you're you're giving away that option then of creating space for other people like because there's three there's there's going to be two, three defenders around Edward anyway, Mark, because of his, uh, his skill and what Edward can do. And he's not making space for other players, but what he should be doing. Well, you know? When the boss coming to him, he's looking to take on two or three men himself, rather than... If he, there are two men on Edward, there's space somewhere round about him. He's, but he should be just getting like, wee flicks through and things like that as well, but he doesn't seem to do anything like that either very often. But mm-hmm. he did used to do things like that. He just... Yeah. Hey, be playing with kind of within himself a lot, Edward. It's just, it's just trying to do too much and take on too many men and things like that all the time. I still think, Mark, it, it, I, I, it's still a lack of uh, interest in Celtic Football Club from Edward. Like, I know he scored today and things like that, but I'm not going to say, oh, Edward has turned the corner because going by his own board performance, Mark, he didn't turn the corner. You, you expect Edward to score these goals. And Edward should have had more goals today, you know. No, he should have scored more today. And no, just because he scored today, no, he's not turned any corner. Do you know what I mean? It's I, mm-hmm. 
see really I'm with Mikey, he'll no be here he'll no be here by the end of the window, so I'm hoping we're wasting our time here, keeping going over and over the mistakes that yeah. you're making and things no right. I see I don't agree I don't agree with some people that think that there isn't interest in them. There'll be plenty of clubs interested, but like it says, everything's got everything's got like a chain reaction for stuff to kick into gear. And like I said, there's no way that Edward, unless we wake up in the morning and it's like he's signing a four and a half year deal, which you wanna he'll hundred percent be away. But the problem is is if it's on the last day of the season, which I think it will be on the transfer deadline day, Celtic need to make sure that they've got the replacement and See that's it, Mikey. That's 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 what I was saying to Mark on the on the rooms before you came on, like because this lad Tomas Henry, like his agent saying that Celtic need to act now, he needs a decision. And that's the issue, Mark, like that that I have with this Celtic board at the moment that and if they are waiting for Edward to leave and as Michael said there, Mark, he does leave the last game of the season, are Celtic gonna be stopped in with 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 the same scenario as we have been before, like not having the right structure in place that we knew Edward was leaving all the time and we didn't replace him, you know? Mark? Sorry, sorry Paul, I muted my mic here. Uh, people are blaming, like you're saying, is this going to be Celtic's fault and this and that, but uh, it's no Celtic's fault, you can't just go and keep signing players, Paul. Oh, I know that, yeah. Well, yeah, but we should really have a plan in place, like... But see, like, see, like what that, uh, Henry's agent or whatever it is is saying, that's what Edward's agent should be coming out and saying. Exactly. He should be coming out in the press and pushing, pushing his, you know what I mean? Pushing it just even. Pushing, but the, the even thing, if he wants him that putting the big get in, he wants to come, he wants to leave. But even if it's yeah. lies, like, oh, with a couple of offers for clubs that are really interested, that will give a boot in the bum to the teams that are maybe dithering. Do you get what well, I That's what agents do, Mark, don't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Although he's working behind the scenes trying to do it, but he's no. He's in the game the way they play it these days, do you know what I mean? But well Celtic never really allow that. Maybe that's maybe part of it. Celtic's kinda do you know what I mean? They tell agents of no to kinda do that in the press and like mm. it looks as if I mean we see it all the time when Morelis is linked to Porto and things like that, do you know what I mean? It can blow up in their face and <laughs> unknown Japanese club. Unknown Japanese club <laughs> if, if it's not that Henry it'll be somebody else. That's just the way. That's the way I look at it. If you need to look at Celtic's right back, the Aurelio, that Buta, then Juranovic, and now Koto. Celtic are just going to have one target. No. And like you say, it might be the case that what we're in just now, other clubs are maybe waiting on getting another player before certain players of theirs can move on. Because there's no much happening, and there's no making at all in the transfer market anywhere. But no. my shock, like you say, is regarding Celtic is the left back thing just now. Because we keep all it's been is Buta. Juranovic, Koto. When was the last left back you were linked to? Yeah. That's that's more a key position. I never thought I'd be saying that at the start of the season, but that's the key position that we need just now is left back. I think I'm just saying the live chat there. I think the the lad Scales is going to be coming in soon. What what I'm hearing here, that that will be be done, and I think he will be uh, the the replacement for Taylor. I think he, 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 he will be better than Taylor. Is he good enough to be so? First choice for Celtic for the season in Europe and that if we get it. See, that's the problem. That's the thing I have because for Scottish football, I think he would be good enough, Mikey, do you know what I mean? Because as Mark said there, Mark, you said to me, Mark, when I questioned it, and you said that 
a lot of the, the lower league clubs, Matt, would be similar to some, some of the League of Ireland clubs here, Matt, like your, your Dundees or Hamilton's or things and stuff like that. But he's never played, we say, Matt, at the quality that Celtic wants to be the Champions League, the Europa League. He's never played. Like, this lad hasn't even been called up to the Irish international team. And, and I said that, you, he won't get looked at the international team, Matt, until he moves abroad. That seems to be... The, the way of the the Irish thing, but he he is better than Teramak, and he will get up and down the wing because he's fast. He's six foot uh, six foot four. He's fast. And thing. But that's my concern: is is he good enough to be to where Celtic want to be? And time would tell, Mark. Maybe he could learn. Look, we saw in the Ralston that he that he could turn into a, a great a great player like what Ralston has turned into a good player. So, at the moment, he's better than what we have. But is he better than where we want to go? There's question marks there. Because I, I haven't seen enough of him to, to make that decision, Mikey. Do you know what I mean? Another player that we were linked to, I remember the right back, he was here in, that Stasha Bowie that played for Galatasaray. He signed for Galatasaray the other night. I think that was certainly... He could play left and right, Mikey. That fella, couldn't he? I, I, like, I, over the two legs, I watched... I was looking at him playing. I was thinking, Ralph, I thought Ralston was about ten things better than him. That he scored in the first leg. The guy didn't get it wrong, but defensively he was rank rotten. Yeah, because I was saying that's you, Mark. That when we were looking up at uh, Sapi, that he's one of the ones you was looked very poor. That he was uh, kind of uh, giving away a lot of free kicks as well and stuff like that, and not a good defender really. You know, we need them. We do need to them to be able to defend. No, I mean, different, again, it's different in Scotland. Celtic spend a lot of time in the front foot, so you can get away with your defence being a wee bit if your full-backs not being very good at defending. But again, once you step up to Europe and that, it's us that are going to be on the back foot a lot of the time, so you're really relying on... Your... Can I just come back to... Um, I just want to come back to scales there because Bobby's asking, and a few people have asked me, uh, Barry texted me the other day about him and... People think just because Scales is six foot four that he's a centre back, but like he can play centre back, right? But he's mostly, and the position he played with Shamrock Rovers this season and and uh, since January when he signed last season, he mostly plays on the left wing back position role. That's the position, like he gets up, he gets forward, he scores goals as well, and Mike used it as well that he got he scored a goal for Shamrock Rovers the the, the weekend that you were actually on the Padres. Yeah, he scored the one on ninety. Yeah. yeah, so he 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 can he before he's before role as left wing, and that would suit the the way Ange plays. But he can play if Ange wants to go to a solid back four. He can play if he's comfortable left back, and he's comfortable on the left hand side of of the back four as well in the centre. But mainly he prefers the left wing one. So uh, going, going back to like that Yusuf Juranovic that we've been linked and stalled and like a possibility that he can come in. Like I say, so you're, that Jan Koto you're looking at, you're looking at, I think they're saying a two million loan fee plus wages. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you go and get a guy that's tried and tested at, at least a couple of leagues he's played in now? Not Polish league. People can say what they want about it, but it's a hard league. Tough the fact, league, that yeah. still got, fact that he's still got on that Croatia national team tells me everything, but they've already said it's three, four million for him. Surely it makes sense to actually sign somebody permanently that you're going to make on in two, three years if he plays well. Rather than just a loan fee again, no, I, I just don't like the loans are fine. Like Patrick Roberts was fine because, like I've said before, what was it, two seasons? Robbie Keane, Craig Bellamy. See, that's the t- 
for me, a lone player should be right. Patrick Roberts is a different kettle of fish. He was a young player, but what he was at the time, what, what a talent he was. A two-year deal, Mark. So, yeah, like that's what I mean. Well, Mark is in terms of if you're going out and buying players and loan, loaning players in, it should be players that are like you maybe wouldn't be able to normally get, like your Robbie Keane's in the but Mark, is that going back to a question that 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 that, that I mean, you talked about, and that because Dominic McCoy is actually only known the job like this, or someone else helping to make these decisions, and some is pointed out, look, we kind of went down this road before, we we got a loan deal here, and and it worked out for us. Well, someone there putting that kind of influence into the backroom team. No, but it's, I'm just taking a big part of the recruitment in his mm-hmm. sir. If we're in for this Japanese guy, eh, no, he's not... He's no, I could correct yeah, Brazilian, this was Brazilian. Yeah. If we're in for a Brazilian boy, eh, it's obvious Angie's sanctioned that. Mm-hmm. I, well, I would like to think he's sanctioned it, do you get what I mean? It's telling us that he's got playing a big part in the recruitment process and things like that. And again, but I mean, I'm, I'm with Mikey, I'm flabbergasted with it, why we'd go and spend two million pounds on a player for a year when we could get a, an international a internationalist like, for another I mean but really it's it's going back to a quick fix again Mark isn't it like and, and we're going to be down we're going down the same scenario where we're going to be next season we're going to have to replace the right back position where we could have done it this year but the quick you know the quick fix is to pay the extra million million and a half and get a guy in in a five year contract yeah Razors and help Man United, Man City develop a player, and then he goes back to Man City and they sell him for millions, or he gets into their team. Do you get what I mean? Well, like I said, he's never Kyle, Kyle Walker. Is, like I said, whether really people want to say he's one of the best right backs in there, so he's never going to be dislodged anytime soon. So mm-hmm. unless it was a two-year loan deal, like oh, Robert, or even a buyback clause, or a, a two-year loan deal, like yeah. Rob, like a two-year loan deal, then I wouldn't even pursue it. Like you say, because like what Mark says, loan players were notorious in the past for players you couldn't either pay the transfer fee for or the wages because of the well, like the price back, like Bellamy and Robbie Keane when they came in. Like you say, this guy's 19 years old. He's not going to break into the Man City team in the next two, two, three years. So how no push for a two-year loan deal if that is the case? And that way you can actually get a better team together for the next two seasons. Like it looks like that he maybe he will be coming in as well because the fact that he was at the match last time the night. That's know. another thing that annoys me as well. Like it's like this, you trying to borderline beg people to come to the club or come come up to the game, see what the atmosphere like, see what you think about the place. Either want to come or no, or go back and play for Garona in Spain. The average about eight thousand a game, eight thousand a week. Go and play for them again then. Mm. You shouldn't be begging, like border, like begging to come here. Why are we trying to sell Celtic to a Man City reserve? He's not even a reserve to a no. youth player. That's what I mean, and that's what I mean. getting back to this again that the worry as well, like I brought up in the past about Brazilians <laughs> in Scotland and, settle, and just settling into the country. You know what I mean? We've not had a good thing with Jimino and Raphael, mind. You know what I mean? That's the last thing we need is another one of them coming in. <laughs> and moving on. Um, Michael Stewart said that the difference in two weeks in this Celtic team, he said, the intensity, the movement off the ball, he said Celtic seem to be getting better and better each game we, we play on the and, uh, and And we touched on that, Mark, with Barry as well. Like, we seem to be getting better and better the more time we we, we play with him. Right. 
a hundred percent fault. But you can see on the farm every week, every game we're improving. And in the top, the Dundee game, right? If you said time, Tony Carlo wants this. Was right, fair dues. It was only only Dundee, but. The way Celtic performed there, that was, they'd have tore apart any team in Scotland that day, without a doubt, any team in Scotland. And that was the biggest difference. I mean, it was chiefly what we'd seen a couple of weeks before that. That was some leap to that Dundee performance, and we just mm-hmm. carried it on with that. Ah, there's been wee odd mistakes and things like that. Starfelt with the penalty of the day, things like that. But overall, his performance, I mean, compared, to, it's not even night and day compared to under Lennon last year. It's like totally different planets were on, Paul. Mm-hmm. That's what he said, Mark. That it it's bred through these Celtic players to move past, move past, keep moving past. Him. And he says it's bred into these lads night and day. And he said the difference, as you said there, Mark, uh, that every player now knows their job and they know what to do. And every player is not worried about another player because they all know what they're supposed to do in the pitch. You know, like and, and it's evident that. That, that, that we're seeing improvements because of what I'm just putting into the players that every player actually knows no matter what they're doing in the team uh, and just think Paul once we get new signings in and things like that I think how good this team's going to be a couple of months down the line mm-hmm. like it does make an awful difference Mike that like, you can see that not only is Dan spending time with the players but I'm feeling that he's spending time with players individually as well and speaking to them and telling players individually what he wants from them and, and you can see that benefit to how a different manager in Ange and Linenda he can spend one on one time with a player. You know? Yeah, well, like I said at the start of the season when we're signing players like Abada and that it's proven already this season. You can't defend against this. Mm-hmm. Celtic were always too slow in the last few seasons getting forward. And if you actually move the bar about quicker and get it out to the wide men that have got a bit of pace then look what happened. You can't defend against it. And now you've got a striker in Kyogo that makes the runs. Like I said, you just can't defend it at all. Like I said, the quality that's came into the team. Like said, when you've got pace running, defenders, that's, any defender will tell you. Mm-hmm. That kind of pace running at you, that's just, it's always going to, like I said, it's not just the pace as well, it's the quality of the players that are running at you. That's it, Mark. Like we, we don't seem to have uh, a player on the team at the moment, Mark, that's kind of spending too long on the ball. Like It's all one, two touches Max a player would have, and then he's pushing the ball on. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no dwelling on the ball. Yeah. See, like players like McGregor. Yeah. Turnbull, Rockets, that's street steam. Do you know what I mean? All they be fun, just to be flexed to each other and things like that. That's, I mean, when Hart set up five against a five across the back, you're like, oh, here we go again. But, Last season, we wouldn't have been able to break them down. We'd have struggled, no. really struggled to break them down today. But this, this, this year, I mean, that, we've done team chances today. The scoreline should, it did we said earlier, it didn't reflect the match. No, I mean, we even, should, Mark, if, even if we played Dundee, I think, last season, Mark, no way would the scoreline have been 6 nil. Do you know what I mean? If we won maybe 2 3 nil, and we would, have been, we would have been happy last season with a 2 nil win against the Dundee team. That's you know? it's just been a kind of run of the mill win. Do you know what I mean? Oh, we, we beat Dundee 2 nothing. But we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll, all, all season we'll go back and keep talking about that performance against Dundee, I think. Because mm-hmm. when we started to see here, this is starting to take, take shape. We're starting to see a bit of a difference here. 
and one of the best things as well I lost Mark in the team is uh, and Michael as well that we're playing for each other every player is playing for the teammates and, and stuff like there doesn't seem to be no rifts what we had last season do you know what I mean everyone seems to be on board they're doing what the managers tell them it just seems to be a whole happy environment around the, the first team at the moment doesn't it yeah, I say it's a special mention to this guy because I wanted him out of the company for the last two years, but the difference in Tom Roderick is mm-hmm. that's like all-round play. Like I said to Mark earlier on the phone before he even played the day, it's the first time in years that I have actually looked forward to seeing him play. And I think it's the first time in years that Roderick actually played three games in a row. Like you say, and the actual quality, like his touches, like how he gets away with like some of the things that he does, like I don't know whether he's got a size fifteen feet or whatever it is he's got, but he just he seems to always just glide and always manage to get the ball away from everybody. Mm-hmm. But Mark, that's then going down to, uh, as I said there, like that, and knowing his weaknesses and his. The, the qualities of the players he has around him that he's able to utilise Roger the way we know that Roger can play and previous managers and I'm going to put Brendan Rodgers in this too Mark that Brendan Rodgers didn't know how to use the, the skills of Roger either but now we have a manager who, who knows what Roger can do and he's utilising Roger's qualities to, to get these quick passes off that we should have been doing for years maybe under Roger Right but as Mikey's saying there, he was that happy to see Rogic on the team sheet, but even look how happy Rogic seems to look now as well. Fitness, Mark. Fitness-wise as well with Rogic. He looks slimmer. I think he really... I think... I mean, we spoke about it when he turned down getting away with Australia and things like that, Paul, didn't he? He was staying mm-hmm. to try and get his fitness. He definitely looks fitter and a lot, a lot leaner and more, more like muscular kind even, of... He, even his face, Mark, looks... Looks fresher, and, you know, don't they? I mean, do you know that the team was he getting fit to get a move, and then Ange got announced that the team have an, an inkling. Eh? I mean, what was what stage we were at with this? I thing? don't. I, 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 I was thinking about that, and I'm at the impression Mark, maybe he knew that Ange was coming in, and he maybe he knew the style of play that Ange knew that played. He- Start for him, maybe. And a fresh start for him, and and Jimmy got him set. But like, does getting your fitness up, Mark? Does getting your? I think if Eddie Hall came in, we would definitely have seen the old Roger. Do you know what I mean? But we would have seen us. Yeah, thank you. They've been here to be honest, Paul. And then for, for like, hair looks like velvet, didn't it? I'd love to yeah. see it. But Mark, even though he, he, like his fitness levels has come on it to a different level, Mark. Do you know what I mean, Roger? Different level, and, and not just much, but the whole team just seems physically. That we kind of don't stop, like that we yard. we're always seem to be. I mean, they're playing that high pressing game, and I mean, with hearts pinned back for long, long, long spells of that game, they could they could hardly even get out. They practically the full team sitting in a range, sitting as a range defensive line, just mm-hmm. just keeping them pinned back and pinned back. Into Roderick as well. I think the major difference as well, and because Roderick is just having a manager that actually believes you can still do it, that'll make a massive difference to somebody that he knows and somebody that knows what he can do. 
But it's not like he says, let's face it, Lennon never really fancied him. Rogers never really gave him much else either. But do you think? Uh, do you even think going back to Rogers, Mikey? Do you think Rogers actually improved any of his players? No. No, but he bought players, Mark. Aye, Rogers never looked at. We said that, Mark. Like everyone's putting the blame at maybe that there was no pathway to the Celtic team on the Lennon. But the pathway from the Celtic team is stopped when Brendan Rodgers came in. No players would like people are forgetting like Callum McGregor, Tierney, and and Forrest really Mark came in under Ronnie Dyla. Aye, it was like. You know what I mean? Uh, it was Those young players were there before Rogers came in. Uh, you know? And that's, that's probably held us back for years as well, but it was as if, like, right, we coached, we, we managed and coached the first team, but, but we're not actually coaching players to, to make them any better. No, and that's what I said going back to, to Ange, Mark, that he, like, I, I really think that he sat down and talked to a player individually, Mark, and, and found out their, their style of their character. And and you can see it, Mark, because Lennon and Rogers couldn't get the best out of Tom Rogers. Do you know what I mean? Even if, even if Edward decided to sign a new long-term contract to stay at Celtic, Edward would become a better player under Ange than he would under Brendan Rogers. He'd come a face up there as well, Mark, because... Do you know what I mean? Brendan Rogers was merely just like buying a player to play the position. Whereas Angie's made like you'll take look at young Ralston, you know what I mean? He's brought him on leaps and bounds kind of thing. For me, Rogers isn't that type of manager. He left that to other folk to deal with. Exactly. Exactly. I just wanted to... poor coaching, Paul, that's all it is. These guys yeah. for me Rogers don't get us right, gave us some of our best times we'll ever know as a Celtic fan. But as in the long term, behind the scenes, if you've a wee peek under the bonnet, was Rogers that much in front of Lennon when it comes to like that kind of side of things of coaching? No, and, and you have to think of it too, Mark, like a lot of this passing back football too came under Rogers as well, passing side to side and I mean, the last, uh, hard the teams, Mark, we, we, yeah, under we couldn't break down teams back that sat behind the ball either, could we? No. You know, we, could, we couldn't break them down. I just want to touch something here. David Gall there just touched thing. He said, even lads didn't notice you were on uh, first half was breathtaking. After 60 minutes, we were knackered. But when, the, when we were up to full fitness, we, we were forced to be met with. But the difference, right, we, we did tire. Uh, and, I, and I noticed that we did tie for 60, 70 minutes, Mark. That thing, like you, you think. But the difference is, Mark, they, they're still, they're still going. They're still giving us. They're still Look, trying to. Still yeah. They're still, yeah. They're not sitting back under. I mean, what we did with Eden, Mark. We conceded goals in the 60, 70 minutes. Like the team just doesn't. It doesn't. And that's going back what he said, Mark. And he, his <laughs> microphone thing. We don't stop. We stop for half time. We and you can see, Mark, that in the Celtic team now that they don't stop for ninety minutes, Mark. Even though they're tired, Mark, they're still giving it their all. They'll still take the players. I mean, Mikey and Barry will know more about this thing than I will, but they'll still take the players a bit of time to get to the actual level level of fitness that to play this high pressing game that Ange wants and they play it twice a week. Do you get what I mean? It's still they'll still be. The players will still know be as fit as Ange wants them to be. And the players themselves will know they're not quite as fit to do the job twice a week than they know. So it's a weekend of progression thing, isn't it, Mikey? 
Yeah, like you say, everybody's you just need to look at last season. Look how unfit everybody looked. And mm-hmm. I understand when people say they're professional football players and they've got to be, they should be looking after themselves. But there was obviously like there was massive problems from like we'll talk to the end, talk to the bottom anyway. But, but Mackie said it's like like finish yeah. I was touching on him. Yeah, um, it was like he says. What he says. The, but the new players coming in, you can already see the freshness and the difference. Mm-hmm. Like look at like and there's I'm not going to mention names. But I've said in peace on it before. But guys wanting like Callum McGregor sold and <laughs> what they said now. McGregor's McGregor's really looking the part this season, and he really seems to be stepped off, my dainty. I've uh, seen a wee video on it with Keaton getting at the huddle, one of the huddles he was doing, and you can see him getting right in about the players. And yeah, even even the way he's playing football, I don't know whether it's where Scott Brown is because uh, McGregor's no covering for his kind of lack of pace in that now. But McGregor's really. Uh, he's really going to he's going to be some player for us this season. Like I said in the past, and I'll still stick to it. McGregor's still, and will be for the next few years, still one of the best midfielders in the UK. No. And he'd walk he walk into missed teams. That's how good he is. I, I agree with that, Mike. We spoke about it before. He's kind of under undervalued. Although we all love him, we kind of think no many people no many people put their neck in the line and say that, Mike. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like you said, he, he, there's no way in his time at Celtic that he's no had offers to leave. No. Mark, it just shows it as well like that when when you're not covering for a player whose legs have gone. Like I know no Scott Brown is a great and he gave us two things. But McGregor for the last, not, not just last season, the season before as well, McGregor has been really trying to carry two positions when Scott Brown has been playing and you can see it no, even with Scotland in the Euros, Mark, I said it to you, the difference in McGregor and the Euros because he didn't have Scott Brown next to him. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm saying that now, like... Mikey says Brown had a stinker yeah, well, in Aberdeen. That's what he said. I try and watch all Scottish football when it's on TV and the Cups and that. Um, I don't think Scott Brown, Mikey, would be able to keep up with Celtic when we play Aberdeen now. Well, this is what I'm going to get onto the garden and play the mm-hmm. race over. There. So, Aberdeen went one the hunt up and then... I went 1-1 just after the kick-off it was about 50 minutes or something so the Aberdeen manager Stephen Glass decided to bring on Scott Brown and a few other players to obviously get supposedly get an injection into the squad but actually backfired and slowed them down and then right after Scott Brown came on five minutes later Race Rovers scored again Jesus and Race Rovers never even looked like conceding the whole thing that like I said I respect Brown for what he did at Celtic and he was a quality player and he was a great servant but he does, he's, well, he does, he's, like, he's, yeah. certainly, he's certainly Aberdeen's problem now, because that guy, if he was brutally honest with himself, shouldn't really be playing much this season, if any. Yeah, I think he's better concentrating on coaching. Because he's just going to damage any reputation that he's got. Like, I don't know what's hard, I understand that pace goes when you get older, but... I mean, he, he's, if Race Rovers players are... Bullying you off the bar and outpacing you and that, then and that's no disrespect to Ray Rovers, but they're also on 15 grand a week or whatever as he's on at Aberdeen. So, mm-hmm. but it does, Mark, he, he he did slow us down last season, and we, we, there'd be no way Scott Brown Dunn would fit into Andrew's system if he stayed at the club. He wouldn't have been, no, Scott Brown wouldn't have been able to 
I don't even think Scott Brown would have got a starting position in Angie's team, do we? Do you know what? We know that he trains like a demon and he was as fit as he could be, but he just couldn't be that fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, just touching on something there, uh, Mikey said when Max said I was in Chuck there, but I, I really wasn't. I was just giving a point. What's we did. He said about, about, about fitness levels, Max, how, how unfit we were last season, but Ange actually came out, and, and, and I think, Mark, it was really a dig at previous management like that, saying I, I'm going to be looking at bathroom staff when the first team is sorted and maybe in the transfer clause, I'd be looking at the, the sports science department and I'd be looking at the conditioning department. So there's straight away, Mark, two areas that were neglected last season to maybe why our, our first team, teams were so unfit last season, your sports science and your condition of players, Mark, you know? Sports, the sports science guy left, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So, well, I don't know what fight that was about, but... Uh, but again, Paul, I don't think it was them that were doing the things wrong. I just think it was Lennon. That yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, Mark. Uh, he wasn't, but he wasn't. Like, he never, he never monorized. He never, Lennon kind of never moved with the times of football. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's all DAS or all Mark, and it's all sports science. Like, and and uh, sees that, like, for Celtic to move forward, we need to improve in these areas to have the best players at their, at, at their peak, you know? Uh, definitely. It's got, as I said before, if he can get 1% of an advantage over his opponent, he's going to make sure that he can get it. Really, mm. I just, just wasn't interested in that side of things. It basically was. I mean, it was, I said it one of the other podcasts, was it when he used his manager or something, beat on, put a, a, a yeah. hamburger up on his Instagram or exactly. something like that. I mean, the things like that, we, I mean, we all know. I mean, we all sit in the house stuff our faces kind of but we all know that how important uh, diet and things like that are for professional athletes it's because it's football no I mean all these athletes are following all these strict diets to keep the best shape they can and doing the sports science how how much rest time you get while you're doing it and for me Lennon just didn't I think he was more like your old fashioned kind of bootroom manager getting ball and shout and hoping the players will do better whereas there was no coaching to show them better. I don't even think the players were getting, now every player usually started under Ronnie I think it was, they were all getting packs and this mm-hmm. is before a game it was a breakdown of everything, their, all their opponents and things like that, videos to watch and things like that, and their own time to study what they're going to be doing during games and things like that. That all went out the window with Lennon as well and I, I, I think Angie's bringing that kind of thing back, because that's a, it's a normal thing in football now you get these packs that are all the information on your opposition, what your actual opposite, the player you're up against, all his things and videos and diagrams, all that kind of nonsense. And Lennon just, you're not the way Lennon was spending the time to help put all that together. No, no. Is there any negatives uh, today uh, uh, about the match, Mike? Um. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
I mean, everybody knows that the defence still needs a bit of work, but if I were being honest about that again, that that wasn't it. People look at the live scoring of a 3 2. I mean, it could have been about 6 or 7 again. So that's where I like. I'm not trying to look too, too much in negative. I look at the actual the way the settlers actually played. And mm-hmm. like it says, if that Hearts team had set up like that last season, we wouldn't have won that. We wouldn't have got a draw out of that game, Paul. No. They'd have hit us on the break and we would have got bit again. Well, from that, we never ever looked like losing that game ever. Like I said, it could have been six or seven. The Hearts were lucky it wasn't six or seven. Craig Gordon made a couple of good saves. Well, Mark Adoss says down to then, uh, Edward not being at his peak. And, and like these are things, Mark, we were saying about Edward last season as well, that he should be putting away these goals. And if maybe Kyogo was in there, he would have put them away, maybe. Uh, but see, if Gordon was making these saves for us, we'd be saying they were great saves. Rather, mm-hmm. rather than an Edward miss, do you get what I mean? I, I do think it was just down to maybe Edward's like, sharpness in that, Paul, things, mm-hmm. things that are obviously getting on behind the scenes, whether he's staying, going and things like that. But I think an Edward, that, a flying Edward that we saw when he first came, he just, mm-hmm. he just stuck him away and he bother, I think. But as I said, if it was Craig God making these saves, we'd be applauding the save. We wouldn't be saying the opposition player missed that. Mm-hmm. But, what good saves for me, it really was. No, especially the the one from Callum McGregor, the one that's got up the top corner. Like that was classic Craig Gordon save from what he used to make with Celtic. Like you know, you know, it, it, they, they, he did make good saves, like, and I give him that. But some of the shots, though, Mark, like Edward was kind of hitting him off, and that you Edward should have been putting them away. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you know? One that he tried, put it through the guy's legs and tried to beat Gordon at his near post, and mm-hmm. he kind of just even trundled by the post, winters. That was a bit of a, a bit of a, a bad one. Just touching on Ange again, and obviously Kyogo as well, and this is going to be a bit of back on transfer. Is anybody you know, surprised that Foster Kogo is maybe no identified, maybe more players in that J League? That might be a quality, like fullbacks and that. We don't know, like, you know what I mean? We, we, we actually, like, uh, Kyogre came out of the blue, like, didn't he? Yeah, and you there's no, I mean? like I said, and like I said, I'm certainly not an, an expert when it comes to Japanese football, but it's a better level than the Scottish Premier League. The general standard will be like, in the Scottish League. Just, I think people would, I think people would be very, very shocked at how physical it is as well. That's why I'm not worried about that Kyogre. And mm-hmm. getting kicked about in that because I think people would be shocked if they actually seen some of the tackles that actually goes in in that league over there. But there's surely got to be another. Like you said, what, how much did we play for Kyogo? Did anybody actually know? The four, four point five. What the media puts out these players, like, you know what I mean? We're only going, but, but like, Kyogre came out of nowhere, and that was really, he was, wasn't really on any kind of gossiping rumours we did, really. Right, so maybe Ange's buying his time, Mark, and we are looking at that market that Celtic haven't been looking at. Like, Ange's really opened up a different market, Mark, to where we were looking at. I think when you talk about things like that, but you've got, you're got saying about Japan and that, but I think when you look at guys like Ange and Belsa, Leeds and that, they've probably got players all over the world that they could, do you get what I mean? Ange will know mm-hmm. all over the world that will be able, to, be able to come in and do Celtic a job. I don't know, 
again with their bill out of red, more red tape to get through to get them, but I think given time in that, it'll be easy, will be mere players that Angel have identified and we'll, we'll never have heard of them kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Like it's opened up a different market that we haven't really been in before, do you know what I mean? Like, like the, there's no point in go- looking at the Japanese newspapers because they're all fucking Japanese, I can't understand this thing what they're saying, so <laughs> I'm not I'm not learning Japanese to look at transfer rumours, so just let you know that. <laughs> uh, moving on to to Wednesday night's game, um, we're up against AC Akmer. Uh, I didn't know much about them, but, but I, I looked them up. Um, they didn't start their season too well. They, they lost uh, 1-0 at the weekend against a team who only avoided relegation last season, but their, their style of play seems to be similar to to what Andrew's playing. He likes their wing-backs to, put, to push up, um, they join the attacks, so like it's like two attackers on the wings at all times. My only concern there is, is Taylor. Uh, in this game, I think Taylor will be a massive weakness in this game, uh, and it'd be a real test for for the Celtic defence next week, Michael. What I find interesting uh, when they got beat for that RKC thing in Valvik. Valvik, yeah. Is before the game and and the day before, the manager came out and said. We've sold thirty-five million pounds worth of talent, but I'll never use that as an excuse because we've sold a good squad. And as soon as they got hit for Valvike, in the interview after it, people were going, "Look up!" He thundered in and said, "Well, what do you expect when we sell our best players?" <laughs> <laughs> the him that was in the paper saying as well that he's got players in his squad that everybody in the world would be, would be jealous here, would love to have in their team or something. Yeah, well, he like said they've got one good, they've got one player at the back. His name's Chin Coop Miners, mm-hmm. and he's been linked to Arsenal and that. Has anybody seen Arsenal recently? Oh. Uh, see, that Coop Miners is a good player, but AZ Altmar are miles, you'll be over here looking now, uh, I'm, I'm going on squads, miles away from Ajax and PSV. And uh, like the, the, the captain on the bench last night, or that, whenever that was, he's meant to be leaving as well. Sorry, um, that, uh, that was that Coop Miners. Oh, right. Did he start last night? No, he, got, he came on after 60 minutes because he's in a dispute about getting a move away. I, I, I felt like yeah, they seem to be kind of more tormented than than anything, Mikey, don't they? Yeah, um, I, I felt like at home on Wednesday. Uh, mm-hmm. I can hear his game put to bed before he even the return leg. I think if the comment all guns blazing, especially with the crowd, I think people will actually forget sometimes how key the crowd will be in nights like that. See, that's what that's what I said. For Mark was saying that the the first leg at home, Mark could give us a chance to. Get, maybe get two maybe two goals back and kind of put the tights dead and, and as Mikey said they're like having the crowd back in again it's going to be a, a major especially now how good the team is playing and, and how, how the crowd are back in Ange Mark it, it could make an awful difference to to this tie you know everybody comes to Celtic for a European night and they're blown away with it Paul so I don't doubt that Al- Alkmaar will be the same I'm Mikey, I don't think it's as tough a task as people make it out to be just because they finished so high in the Dutch league and because they're for Holland and things like that. Mm-hmm. What's even worse is I was meant to be going and now I can't go. <laughs> is it? I'll take the blame for that as well. Go back with it. <laughs> Somebody's got to like it because something's going on here like this. 
will it be a test though for for the defence? You mean like is, is, it, is it a step up, Mark? It's a step up to what we Aye. we played already in this. What you said, Paul uh, Taylor. Taylor's going to be the weak link, isn't he? Really? Mm-hmm. Because it's a step up if you let them settle. Like I said, if Celtic just start the way they did against Dundee, I'm not comparing Dundee to AZ Altmar. Obviously, AZ Altmar are a lot better side. But again, like the manager said, they've sold nearly everybody other than one of the, the captain that they're in dispute as well. Yeah, they're still got good players. But they're the kind of team that'll come to park. They'll know if Steve's anything like that before. Mm-hmm. Like you say, see, see, see if Celtic get an early goal against them. Like you say, they can hear that game put to bed well before the return leg. It's just I don't you just don't let them settle into the rhythm into See Mark, that's it, Mark. Like if Celtic go by Ange, Mark, he's Ange, he's not gonna change his style of play for no team. Do you know what I mean? So like they're going to they're gonna to try to press Celtic and Celtic are gonna to try to press them, but Celtic need to get that done first, press them back and let them open up the space then for Celtic to get all attackers out. That's the way, that I think this is going to be a game that's going to have so much space, Mark, that there's an opportunity for Celtic to get goals because they do a high press as well, Mark, and when our tackles there, Mark, we, we should be able to exploit the space that's going to be given to us. You know what I mean? We're not going to be playing against the Hearts team who are going to sit back or we're not going to be, do you know what I mean? There's going to be space for our attacking team, do you know what I mean? Well, we, know, we know that we've got the players that can do that now. Yeah. Space there, we're going to exploit it. Exactly. Abada, I think, will be a massive key. But if, if, he, if he's missing on Wednesday, that'll be an absolute sickness. Forrest is a good player in that, but he's, that, that young guy's a different level just now. He does seem to be, uh, and I've noticed the last two games, there, there seems to be something missing, Mark, on the right-hand side. So when Forrest plays and Abada's not playing, doesn't there? Uh, well, we spoke about it earlier on. It's just... Yeah. Forest doesn't have the pace to to be effective at getting hit and and you keep it'll, it'll, I mean, it'll be a game like that was so about it, like you know, the space that he has there to run into and everything, you know. In Kaliogo as well, Mark, wasn't it? That's what we're saying. The gee, the gee, it's like the gee is unexpected, Paul. If you're a defender mm-hmm. if you're a defender and you're up against James Forrest, you know that nine times to cut inside on you. Whereas with a bad yeah, bad guys. Can you go in the left? They can come in. They can come inside, or they can go outside. They, they can tie you up in notes, basically. Do you know what I mean? Do you think so, Mark? That going by going by what you said there, like in like I, I'm not going to refer to you now. I'm before like James Fosh in, in in the Scottish League now, right? That opposition teams know that know that James Forrest won't try to outrun you. He tried to cut in, and that's where we're actually losing out in the battle. That as you said, that you don't know what he's going to do. He's going to cut in. Is he going to be in the left? Is he going to be in the right? Uh, as far as it's so predictable now, back that they know that. That's the word, Paul. Predictable. Everything. That was one of the things we Celtic last year. Everything was predictable. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get Forrest. I mean, he's just coming back for a, a long way off. A long time injury. Yeah. He's still probably maybe getting a wee bit up to speed. And, and plus, Mark, he missed pre-season as well. Really. I mean. I've no, no doubt that Forrest will play a big part in the, the season for us. Just a, the amount of games we've played, why, the way Ange wants players that are at the top of their fitness in their game to be playing. So, I mean, wait wait and see how he's doing in three or four months. No, but I mean, Paul wants it's everything settled in. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Well, why just write the guy off? Do you know what I mean? I'm no, I'm no. Well, I'm no one to just write the guy off. But I, I agree with Mike. He's no, he's no better. He's no, nowhere near as good as a badder. He really is. I think the pro- I think I think the problem that Forrester's got just now, and I think most people would agree. Other than striker, the players that are the quickest on the pitch are the fullbacks. And the fact that Forrest has lost clearly a yard of pace, defenders will know they've got the beat. Whilst with Abada, there's not going to be many people quicker than him. So whether he comes inside or goes on the outside, he's already got them done up. Mm-hmm. So I think it's frightening, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. yeah. Well, Forrest is a quality player, and he is, like you see, other than this cutting in with the outside of the foot stuff. And he's still just... a big part to play, but like you say, he's lost that yard, and Defenders know that. It's not just that, Mark, because like, Barry was even surprised too, like when we talked to his age, like this lad's only 19. I know. Do you know what I mean? And for him, like, like it's the confidence, Mark, that I'm impressed with, like that. He's so confident, Mark, in his own ability at that, at such a young age that he knows that he's going to outrun the, the fullback. Do you know what I mean? And he, he, he knows his strengths. Do you know what I mean? Like, for a 19-year-old back, he's only going to get better and better. Exactly. He's, he's, his first game, Paul, he, he looked at yeah. him there for years. Years. Flipped right into the team, same with Kyle. And that's what the best trip, and as you said, Mark, um, we were always looking for, for these players who can just come into the team Is it, but, and the might just make the team better. Uh, and, I mean, you're expecting it for Joe Hart and McCarthy. Yeah, but not a 19-year-old. I know, you're not expecting a 19-year-old coming to a new country, new, yeah. new team. Yeah. I don't know, does he speak English? No. I don't know, like, he, like, like El Hamid, uh, Mark, like, you know, he, he had family and stuff like that, but he couldn't settle in, because uh, it took him a while to settle down, Mark, and he still kind of made mistakes when, when we thought he was settled down, but... Like this fella had just came in and just hit the ground running, you know, and it's unfortunate that he picked up a knock because the team were just kind of really settling together with him in with him in the squad. We 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 actually could see the full effect of what Andrew's attacking system was like when we had Abada in the team, you know. I think one of the key things about Abada, and it's the five year view he's on. Mhm. That's just music to my ears. I've even seen him after people say, oh, well, he's, so, he's only just signed in that. I've seen enough. I see the fact that they managed to get him for the quality he is on a five-year deal tied down, that's key. And they've got Kyogre, I think Kyogre's four-and-a-half-year deal as well. It's about time that they start to put a bit of faith in signings rather than saying, like, maybe, oh, there's a two-year deal. And then with the option of a third in that, like he says, the, the 19-year-old five-year deal, that's that position, like you say, tied down for the next, like say, five years, is it? We're get, oh yeah, we're getting absolutely crazy money for him. Isn't it? It's either we've got a cracking player in that position or we're going to sell him on for crazy money. Okay. Remember, remember the guy that was on about the last time, that um, the, the guy at Shakhtar, that Solomon, mind the other Israeli guy. Uh, I think Shakhtar are wanting nearly £50 million for him. I think it's, Matthew said that too uh, during the last podcast, Mark, that it, it could be a matter of time when we see a player being sold by Celtic for £50 million to where the transfer market is going now. You know? No doubt about it. There is. Any, is it just the same Paul we said, can you imagine so long ago Celtic selling a player for £20 million? No, exactly. £20 million with Tierney. Then you go to the other extent, can you imagine Celtic spending £9 million on a player? Yeah. I mean, so I kind of, we're always going to be like the bottom of the, the ladder kind of idea, but 
the prices will will go up. To put, see when it's like, I mean, it's like a normal feed down in England now. You're talking eighty to a hundred million pounds for a player. Whereas up here, they now we're talking about like your twenty to twenty-five million pounds. And just a few years' time, the way if this money keeps going about football the way it is, the, the, the normal fees in England will be like a hundred and twenty to a hundred and fifty million, and then mm-hmm. it'll move up to like the forty to fifty million bracket. Okay. The natural progression is the money side. Yeah, it kind of rolls down the ladder, Mark, don't it? Yeah, it rolls down the ladder, don't it? Um, Starting line of predictions, lads, if a bad is face, did you see Forrest and uh, maybe Edward slipping out and maybe Forrest going off to the left and a bad on the right and maybe Edward going out? Depends on the Christie situation, does it? Mm-hmm. Like it says, it depends on the rumours now, because based on the form that he's in, if he was available, I'd certainly start him on the left. And if a bad is fit, which it looks like he will be, he'd be on the right and Kyle will go through the middle and Edward would be dropped. I think that's a big question, like, isn't it? That, uh, and it's a pity that we're going back to that again, Mark, isn't it? That, like, we were so comfortable saying that we, we don't miss Edward, we, we don't want him, and now we're saying, will he be dropped again the next game, do you know what I mean? Because of injuries that Edward might be starting again, you know? Oh, I think he'll be dropped. But again, it depends on fitness of the players. But I'd start a badder, put Yost back in through the middle. And I think, if, I think like you if Chris, Christie is missing, then it'll be Forrest that'll probably get put back on the list. Uh, it will be, won't it? So, we had uh, it in mind because he cuts in anyway. He cuts in anyway. Left on side, he's tailing Forrest. Does it uh, you with confidence that, didn't it, no? Well, we saw the same there that. Ange has confirmed most likely Christie won't make Wednesday. So, is it an injury? Or we don't know. Like, is it an injury? Or has there been being made? Just kind of have to wait and see the next couple of days, isn't it? Well, that's fine. If a bid has been made, then it's obvious he's away. As long as Celtic, like it says, we've said it before, if, if it is Lovric or somebody like that, then that's fine. As long as I've got a Sheep Montgomery might in. come in there. That he came on today up the left in the advanced role. He has. Left and, and, he, and, he, and he said there as well in pre-season and look I give Montgomery like he can cross the ball and he, and he has pace do you know and any time he's come in he hasn't done nothing wrong really either Mark has he? No Montgomery not showed up well he can't afford the young lad for any time he's been called on he's done a, put in a good shift and no, he's not let himself down you know so he, he could be a shelter as well like you know Montgomery I think Angel 100% go uh, bad if uh, but I still think they'll. Um, I think they're more likely to drop Forrest, put Kyle on the left, and keep Edward through the middle. Could be, you know. And I think we're not going to be. The only thing with that was less as well, We're not going to be as fluent, Mark. Are we with Edward up there again, like? Less you know? Unless Lovrich has got to be one of the wild card signings, Mikey. I mean, if that pass, I mean, if they've got any aspirations to. To go and progress in Europe, and I think they'll. I I think over two legs they will go through against AZ. Like, mm-hmm. like if they want a decent run in this this competition, there's no too many players off doing it. And I, I never thought I'd be saying that two three weeks ago. No, you're looking at the squad. No, all right. And we were all saying we're in dire straits and stuff like that. And players, Mark, who we had written off, like we've written off Lansing, we've written off uh, Tom Rogic. Do you know what I mean? And we've written off. Paul shows you what good coaching can do, but yeah, do you know what I mean? Like the squad really, Mark, isn't as half bad as we think, though, is it? Oh, 
And it, and it is, this is all completely 100% down to Big Ange. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the space of time... That He's he, been there. Look at the difference in the team already. I've said that before. It's just exciting times for Celtic, you know. Mm-hmm. Keep getting players in that want to play for Ange and play the way he wants to play. It really we we could it could be a, a could turn it to be a master stroke appointment Ange for Celtic. It really could. Yeah, because like the show said it like that. In the space of two weeks, like how these lads know their movements, their movements off the ball, their their faster passing, and ev and, and he he came out and he said himself like every time this Celtic team was spending with Ange, he says he he's seen improvements every. And worst thing the took Mark. We're seeing improvements every single time these players have been spending with Ange, you know? Aye. Improvements is a team, improvements with single, like individual players. I mean, as it's the football Celtic's player, I said it the other night, some of the best football I've seen at Celtic for Tommy Blanc. Well, long, yeah, long time, Mark. It really has, like... And I think um, a lot of people would probably listening in that have never listened in the past about... Like they'll hear us going on about like Ralston and Roderick and yeah, probably like that that have been written off and that they were not written off just because. Well, did you like remember uh, when the season finished? We we all did um, players who who be gone, and we really Mark we, we like we don't we, we don't draw bare bones like uh, but we had Ralston, Roger, we had all them gone like you know, all of them gone. We, I had to be right though to, to yeah, we did. that because the way they performed it was like it wasn't like it was off the handle like oh he's in one bad game that we're wanting them out I mean no it was knee-jerk reactions phase make you be thinking and watch them yeah but that's going down to Denmark that if we did have a point at Howie they, they, we wouldn't have seen this improvement to these players no. if Eddie Howe was the manager We would. I, I don't think we would have seen it it's just the way and programs takes into people, and, and the way his man management is, Mark. The way even that, that like even the way he speaks to the press, Mark. Uh, I mean, he's everything down to a T. Doesn't he take, uh, doesn't he take much snatch for the press? If no. it's a bit wide with him, he's always got a wee quip to bat them away, with, hasn't he? Exactly, because I remember um, against uh, in the old back game, he was asked about the. Uh, the penalty between Abida and Edward, and Ari told you, you managed to find something negative. Aye. He said, Is that all you were looking at? Was trying to find something negative after that performance? Do you know? And he just brushed it off, didn't he? That's well, it's entertainment, Mark. And that's good management, didn't it? But that's, aye, it's probably, I mean, we went on about that guy at the first fan media thing, the way you came out with it and that, but behind the scenes, somebody like Phil and Jen, what the press is like up here. Mm-hmm. And say it, and he'll have known he'll, even if you're reading the papers or going on the internet yourself, he'll see the kind of imbalance of the way things are reported between us and Rangers. The way things, things are a negative for us, but it's the exact same thing can happen to Rangers if we see as a positive for them. And I think he's he's intelligent enough to see that and know that he's been about the game long enough to know the games that media play all over the world. So it's it deals with all that side. I mean, he's better at learning even. At, I mean, Lenny came across as like a bit of a stroppy child at times. Mm-hmm. You just need to look at, sorry, you just need to look at Lenny's comments recently in the press. Uh, that shows you actually what he's what he's actually like as a person deep down. So, Lenny would come out and if it, if she, she, it was it was not trying to be a smart ass with the press. He was like sneering at them, and they're all, you're always going to get their back up if you're like that kind of person with them. 
I mean, Angie's coming across with these wee put downs, but he's got a smile on his face saying them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You need to realise as well. That's surly. You know what I mean? Lennon has always that was portrayed this kind of surly figure, wouldn't he? And, that? and Ange, they can't portray Ange like that because he's no, you can just see it in his interviews. I think people need to realise as well the pressure that that guy's been under managing Australia and that as well. But, I mean, it's not like he's not managed anybody big in the past. Like, I can't even that. But the pressure he dealt with as Australia manager. Exactly. That was some pressure he was under there. They were all against him, weren't they? Because he got yeah, it. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Boy's eye, and he's stuck by his guns and get through. Imagine, imagine as well the Japanese press on the. I mean, they've, they've got like millions of papers in that earlier, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think it's like the different people actually, like people just look at the Japanese league right away and automatically go, die out, stinking. Wouldn't say, how many people would have thought when that Kyogo came in? All some of the old guys maybe in that and thought he would go look. You know I mean, just signing guys that I've never heard of and that I know. Look. What was the young ones with as well, Mikey? Because of, he's, oh, yeah, Japanese league must be shit. It's no on the telly. Exactly. No, he had the young ones that were playing but for Eddie. But that was the best comment that came back. Mark, one day when they asked him about Hearts in the first leg, he says, "Man, I wasn't living on the moon." I know. Do you know what I mean? I I watched football night and day. Do you know what I mean? You know, like that's the problem, like. If it's not the telemark, it doesn't exist, really, isn't it? Uh, exactly. you know? I think, Joe Hart, even on here, some of the comments about him. Look at the difference he's made at the mm-hmm. back and just general communication alone. Never mind saves of it. Exactly. I get what like says. Saves the other night, either Barkis or Bain would have made, would have getting near them. At least said that, Mark. They, they would have been gods, but I know he could be faulted for the gods today. They were bad. Like, it was a penalty did, and... They, they, they still seem to be weak at the back, Mark, don't we? We're still making these kind of stupid... Like, that was a bad mistimed tackle by by Starfield today, wasn't this? The, boy, the boy's was just too quick for him. Mm-hmm. He's a bit longer than the ball. I mean, it, it wasn't as if he tried to kick the guy. He was trying to kick the ball and the boy stole the ball, sir. Mm-hmm. It's, again, just... I, I'm, Starfield will come good. He will get well, the... Like, I don't want to pick on referees and that again, but that's beating the clown anyway. But no, no, there was a clear penalty in the first half to settle as well when it hit the boy's hand. Uh, yeah. I think that's been under the. Uh, and people say oh, it was too close. It wasn't there close enough, and the boy's arm was extended away from his body. Basically, but you, you see him giving in other leagues. You know what I mean? You see him giving. You know what I mean? You see them giving in our league in other games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if that weed VAR, that was a hundred percent a penalty. Like his hand, like they're saying, if your hand is in uh, an unrealistic position, so like his hands are up by you above his head, like so how is that a nurse an unrealistic position from his where he was t- clearly going there to block the bar? Do you know what I mean? And, the, and like I say, I think we mentioned before about that Janelli as well. Edward did dive in the first half. I'm not saying he's not, but that Janelli did it right at the start of the second half. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, why, wasn't book, like, why wasn't he booked? Like, why wasn't he booked? Mikey, do you know what I mean? Like Michael Short actually said that. What was the difference? What was the difference between Edward and Ting? Why wasn't Janelli booked, Mark? Do you know what I mean? You know, Aye. it just shows the most so beat on. Like I, I think Celtic are really need to score three, four goals uh, when beat on is ref in the games because if it's two one, Mark, more than likely he's going to give a chance to level up again. You know. I, I really take that with people. He shouldn't be allowed to referee Celtic or Rangers games. 
especially the way he is, Mac. Aye. Especially the way he is, Mac, and he's outspoken about his his love for Rangers. Do you know what I mean? Like going on a podcast with fucking Alan Handy and Bobby Madden there, that's Mango, himself beef and Bobby Madden on a podcast. Do you know what I mean? Um, that shouldn't be left. Like um, you would see no end. Jack Grealish is accused accused uh, that look is Murray diving. <laughs> The irony in that. Uh, I was laughing at the actual irony in that statement. Oh, like, right, it's only a hundred million pound player in Sky Sports. A hundred million pounds, and the best thing they can come up with about him as a start in the Premier League was he was the most fouled player last season. Was that all they could come up with? That was that was one of the that was the key start on his move to Man City. He was the most fouled player. And what does that do? I mean, what does that mean? <laughs> Really, we'll sign him for a hundred million pounds. Cause doesn't matter how many goals he scored. He wins some amount of fouls. See the first way my tore. Like I don't think like, and I'm a great believer in it. Like I'm saying, like people, Edward is, and also said Gladiola. He, he Gladiola for me, he he overthinks things too much uh, as a manager, and for him to think he's going to win the league without an out no striker. I just can't see it. You know? Well, I remember, everybody goes on to Guardiola like that. I'm not saying that he's obviously got something, but he took over Barcelona when they had Puyol, Xavi, Iniesta, and Messi yeah. on the right. He then went to Bayern Munich after the guy won the treble with him. Couldn't mm-hmm. he win the Champions League for them? And like exactly. Then he went to Man City. And how much money has he spent? Yeah, he overthinks. T- and it was the same with the Champions League final. He overthinked his... Uh, his um, but see, really... His line-up. See, really, see Barcelona, see the way they're set up throughout the club. I think anybody really could, I'm not saying somebody like us, but any kind of half-decent coach could go in and win stuff with Barcelona. Because not now, anyway. In, the, not in not 2010, <laughs> the players that they had, Aye. anybody could have went in there that was half-decent as a manager and won everything. Aye. And it, just even the way the club was all set up, because the players that are all there at a young age to play the Barcelona way, and they're all coming through, and they're all top-notch players so as well, yeah. really what I mean really what is he doing as a as a, a manager or a coach apart from just picking players just how times what? have changed Mark when uh, Messi is actually staying with Ramos in Spain at the mo- in, in in France at the moment he's actually staying yeah. in Ramos's apartment at the moment Messi like how how many battles do those two guys have do you know what I mean money to Ramos, Ramos is yeah. Ramos is my opinion other than Chiellini Probably is Messi. Best defender. My life thing. Yeah. You don't get many players like him. And, oh, he had, I think he must have had it. You have to love him. You have to love him. I think he against yeah. Messi himself. But, mm. like you say, that, I think for a defender to score like, over 100 goals, that's, mm-hmm. some, that's some going, is it? I tell you, if, if, if Paris Saint-Germain don't win the Champions League this year, there's some serious questions about that club in there. You know? Like you say, we've got Messi, Neymar and... Mbappe running at you. I mean, but every season, that's one. every season people say that. Who at the beginning of last season would have said Chelsea would win the Champions League? Mm-hmm. I just think, I think, like you said, obviously, Mark, you've got your opinions on him, but I just think Messi is a different beast than the other. Like, uh, you know, but it's a difference. Like, one off, two shaky games, though. <laughs> one off games of shaky games, though. Do you know what I mean? They're, 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 they are tricky games, like, one off games. You know, oh, um, it's just, I mean, it's like any cup game, right? But I mean, we're not, we're not moaning about it, but we lost two goals a day that were avoidable goals. 
But as in a cup game, the main thing is you get to get through to the next round. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, the so, performance in the first sixty minutes is good enough anyway. Like it says, if anybody looked and watched the game with any form of football and brain, the game could have been six or seven. And that was about Christie playing, that was about a bother playing. I mean, that's why it is still an unsettled back four. Like that's the main thing, like that the scoreline doesn't reflect on what we were watching today. Like I mean, we should have been out of sight. Do you know what well, I mean? Like, like says, when we first played them in the first game, as bad as Celtic were, and I was speaking to Mark earlier about this, and Celtic were stinking. They still should have easily won the game at Tinkerfield. Aye. And if they take the chance, if that team like Kyle, Kyogo would only be in the country, what, how many hours before he needed to come on for 15 minutes? Aye, 10 minutes. <laughs> just... I mean, Scott Sinclair came to England. There was a big bit of a difference in travel when he came and scored that late winner that, that time. Mm. So. What's the big improvement you saw so far in, in, in this Celtic team? On pace. under Ange. Pace. Like I said, people hear me talk about pace all the time, but it's a common knowledge in football. If you want mm-hmm. pace and width and quality players, then you're going to win games and you're going to score goals. Do you agree with that, Mark? Yeah. I'd agree with that. Also, even about the application of the players, Paul, the effort mm-hmm. the players are putting in, that's a big. A big it's a collective team, team Mark, isn't this? You know what I mean? Like, it's, playing, as a, playing as a unit, playing as a team. But. It's, it's just as Mikey says, the pacing, just moving the ball quicker. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The side way passes when you're, do you know what I mean? You're 18 years for your own 18 yard line, you're passing it two years to a guy at your right hand side, and then just getting the ball back. That, that's pointless. Mm-hmm. Get the ball, get it fast, get it fast, get it get it up the park. Do you know what I mean? As Mikey says, pace, the pace he's put into team that is a big, big factor. Players keep in the working. I don't want to go on about him too much, but Scott Brown again today. This is this is a prime example of the day how Celtic fans were somewhere like, oh, was it a mistake letting him go? The day we had Sorrow on the bench and James McCarthy on the bench. Where was Scott Brown this season ever going to fit in, even on the bench? Never mind starting. Mm-hmm. He really even got near the squad. That's but why I like you, and we were saying as well that with Barry the last time, Ange will know when he needs to put in Zorro or McCarthy to tighten up that defence when he's up against tough, like, different opposition. I mean, like we we don't have to be playing two defensive midfielders every game in Scottish football. Do you know what I mean? I think that's what I like. I think that's what I like about Ange, and you hit the nail on the head there. He knows when he'll need to. Mm-hmm. And going back to another manager, Brendan Rodgers who just thought he can play the same way he could against Park Thistle, against Paris Saint-Germain at the Parc de France, and get pumped seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's certain teams you come up against that you need to know like, what your level is. Sometimes you just need to dig in and get an extra couple of players in the midfield and in defence, but I don't think he's able to do that. Did you see that, um, that impressionator there that he was doing blending Rodgers when he signed for Leicester and they were nearly qualified for the Champions League? And he said, oh, he loves the Champions League... Uh, any time I, I managed in Champions League, there was always goals. And he's like, yeah. yeah, but there was goals scored against me, but there were beautiful goals to watch. <laughs> well, I think what people got to, a lot of people forget under Rodgers, and yeah, he did well for the, but the way he left, all was tarnished that. But he got some of our worst defeats in Europe under him. Eh? Mm-hmm. Shocking results. Like, that was how we've been on in the past, and I don't think the podcast was like this, when we were on about the embarrassment. Like, he didn't want to be in the Champions League, yeah. Like you used to enjoy playing against Bayern Munich and 
Aye, you can see Milan in that, but... See, Mikey, you're actually... You're, just, you're like a 30-year-old tour at some bus station in Glasgow. You're just accepting a pumping for much because you're getting the money. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, back in the early... Back in the early 2000s... Never accept Celtic getting beat just because you're getting £30 million at the end of six drubbins, do you know what I mean? It hurts, don't it? hurts Everyone is watching the Champions League and you're seeing your club getting beaten 6 7 eight. There's no joy in us. Do you know what I mean? Back in the early 2000s and mid 2000s, under Gon Sacker and Martin O'Neill, everybody would confidently say on here that every home game we went into, no matter who it was, we had a well above average chance of beating them, no matter who they were. And Liam Quinn is saying the same as you do, and I was well that the prong was actually very poor today. You know, like we, we yeah, could actually what? see it, Mark, like that. Like how, how slow we actually were last season, like do you know what I mean? Compared, like compared to where we are now, like how how how, how actually bad we were last season. Do you know what I mean? You know as well, Paul. Even we bring in the team, we should have still been Cal McGregor that was pulling the strings. And it wasn't. It was, yeah, there was always Scott Brown that was kind of running the show, and I mean, mm-hmm. well, it's night and day. Even the type of players that they were. But there was no Herman Brown being in the team if McGregor was doing what he should be doing, which is running the show and pulling the strings for midfield. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, again, you can't fault Scott Brown for what he gave to the club and things like that, but for me, he stayed on a wee bit too long. And I mean, good luck to a guy at Aberdeen. I hope he goes on to have a good managerial career or coaching career, whatever road he goes down, but... That was going back to a manager, Mark. That was back in his bodies. You know what I mean? Back in his, back in his bodies. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe looking at the guys that he, maybe guy, maybe looking at guys that he trusted to pull him out a hole. You could look at it even. Uh, way. Mm-hmm. I'll put a question to you and to Mark and, and you, Paul. Do you ever see Scott Brown coming back to be in any form of coaching or management no. capacity at Celtic? No. Ever in his whole career? No. I don't think so because I the, way we're, the way we're going to move forward and we're not going to be the same team as what Scott Brown is used to. Do you know I mean I don't want to be going back to passing the ball back like because like, that what Scott Brown did. He passed the ball back. You never saw Scott Brown really passing the ball forward, did you? It was always back side to side. The only way I could see him coming back in any kind of coaching thing was would be if he kind of changed out. See like it. Like the kids with like academy level or something like that, and we bring them back like that. But this talk, I mean, there was talk about him when he left. Oh, he'll come back one day. He'll be our manager and all that. That's never going to happen. Celtic. Mark, I think I, 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 I think, and and I'm, a, I'm a big believer in it. Like you know, and and, and stuff like that. Like, if you had success with a club, never come back for a second time. You know, and Lee Lennon should have never came back. The Celtic is the the second time, you know, and I, I think Scott Brown should just let his legacy the way it was as a great Celtic defender. Did Tommy Burns come back? When Tommy Burns was came back, Mac, and he improved stuff. What? Do you know what I mean? Tommy Burns came back and he improved stuff. Oh, he improved the academy. He improved his team. But fucking Lee Lennon should have never came back after he like he left in the high. He should. I'm saying if you leave in the high, you should let it in the high. Do you know what I mean? I think with Neil Lennon and what's what I agreed with was I was quite happy to see him jump into the role when Rogers did his rap and run off. But and that should be this. 
that should have been when ties were. In a way, we were lucky we was out of job at that time. Yeah. Do you know that what? That was right, but. It would have, who would have took her then? It would have been Kennedy, wouldn't it, really? Cause we were, you would have looked at the, like, the first, first game. Get a man. We were never going to go and get a manager at that point in the season, so it would have probably been Kennedy. If That's what it should have been left in, Max, shouldn't it? For him to get the job after that was just. Uh, that's what to me. That's what kind of uh, that was the final nail in Peter Lowell's coffin. I think that was to me. That was Lowell's. Because I knew is I made it. I saw the then getting the job. I knew that Celtic were going to struggle. Do you know what I mean? And like it was always on the knee Lennon. It was the fair for the next fucking game. Really, wasn't this sorry for the language. It was the fair of the next game. Do you know what I mean? Like as of now, you have an excitement. You were, you know what I mean? Ah, you were dreading it. Yeah, you were dreading it, Mark. Yeah, you were dreading it. You know what I mean? Because you, even if even the games we were winning, Paul, it was still it was it was turgid. It was turgid. Yeah. Oh, it was it was horrible to watch. Even if he first. Chats was just constant moaning, constant negativity. And you see the different buzz now, Mark. Do you know what I mean? Even by chance, even on the forum. Do you know what I mean? What? There's still the, the usual suspects that like a moan name up. What happens? I always get somebody to moan about, but the general. The general feeling amongst the Celtic support is through the roof compared to where we were six, seven weeks ago. And that's just after that Hearts game when we got better at Tynecastle, even though they should have won the game. Like I think every like I wasn't confident going into that game anyway, but the mood after that game was like look at the what the everybody was feeling compared to what they're feeling now. What was that two weeks ago? Uh, just overreaction as well. We really make into it. Yeah, well, everybody looked at the game, and like I said, I said obviously beforehand about tongue and cheek that I thought Hearts were going to win. But like you got to look at the game that they lost. You can't that really. You can't fault Celtic's overall performance in that. You can't. Really, like I said, the two of the chances, and it could have been the same. Five or six. Got just two one. Playing the striker who is down to playing the striker who. Dion Sorty still is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Do you know what I mean? You know that's and Edward should have taken his chances against Tars as well in the first game. Do you know what I mean? He should have been out of sight in that game as well. Really, like you know what I mean? The first game. You know what I mean? Look at away with this. Like I've said, is they've also lost and it's ironic what the manager says before the game at the weekend. Doesn't matter then after it. Uh, well, it doesn't matter now. If Celtic will need to take that, they'll not get away with that on 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 Wednesday against them. They'll need to take their chances. That's it. Yeah. Learning excuse, isn't it? But that Alkmaar boss has done, you'd expect. Oh, like you say, what? Yeah, that, wouldn't you? Oh, like you said, he's asked. We've lost £35 million of talent, but we've still got quality players here, so that's not an excuse. Bet one nothing. Well, what do you expect? Because we've lost our good players. Come <laughs> on, I mean. Yeah, we, really, we, we really need to take our chances, Mark, next week. Like, you know what I mean? We, we really need to score the basic goals that you, you expect Edward or any static player to be scoring. Do you know what I mean? But, I think it's the game that we need to score next week, you know? We need to, well, definitely, I wouldn't like to go there with a one nothing with, like, a nothing each other, Paul Nathan. I don't think at all. No, hey, that, boy that, they brought, that boy that they brought the back for them that used to play for Stoke and that, his name is that Bruno Martins-Indy. Mm-hmm. He's honking like yeah, like, he's stinking like yeah. He's like a week in jail, so like yeah. I see, so, like a yoga through the middle. Yeah, that's what I mean. Or the tope him. There's no way that the Celtic, whoever scouted, because there would have been somebody at that game probably at the weekend, has no looked at that guy at the back of Bruno Martin's Indian, which that's 
Like, could they look at Taylor? Uh, Definitely. Say, Celtic will be doing exactly the same at their defence. And that centre-back they've got so bad. I don't, I, think, I don't know how old he is now. But even at Stoke, he was stinking when stinking. he was in the league. You know, I think it's key that, that Kyogo plays in, instead of Edward. You know, I think that's key. I think that could be an awful difference in the game. I could, could be wrong. Edward could be magnificent. First time in times have I said that, Mark? Do you uh, know what I mean? Well, see, that, uh, and that, you know, if he does start, it maybe, could maybe be his last game. He maybe turned it on. Yeah. Should we, we said, Mark, he said uh, before the meet game, we can understand why he's played Edward because Edward would get you a goal, but he didn't get us. Do you know what I mean? You don't know what Edward did. He's like, what Edward is going to turn up for Celtic anytime. And that's, that, that's the main issue for me, like, that we don't know. Do you know what I mean? We've not seen the, the real Edward for a long time, but no. we really haven't. You know? I just I'm not saying waste some amount of time, obviously, we're talking, but we do spend some amount of time talking about him. Because that's, uh, because that's the uncertainty that's there, do you know what I mean? Like, I prefer to, for him or his agent to come out and say, look, I don't want to be here, I want to leave. And then, Ange has a decision then, I won't play here. If you want to leave, get your agent to find your club to listen. Do you mean, that's the problem, because like, Ange was saying, Mark, he only wants to play with players who want to be here. And we don't know what discussions Ange has been having with Edward at the moment or what. What he's seen in Edward, but well, for much, me, he's not any effect on him really, has he, Paul? No, no, and that's what I'm saying, Mark. That it's key that you it, say that his kicked on, kicked on, yeah, because that's what I was saying, Mark. That he's the one player that the minute Kyogre came in, Edward was dropped straight away. So Ange was the sort that he can't play his full system with Edward in the team. Because he was dropped, like many Kyogre means, and it was only down to injuries today or wherever the situation is with Christie, he was in the team. Do you know? Well, it might be because of the Christie situation. It was a case of, oh, well, I need to play Kyogre out on the left. I think the fact that it was face Forrest would have probably been playing on the left, and Edward, I think it's down to Mark. Edward at this stage could be the last option to get the game that he, he's playing because he's known as the filling that position. But we saw Montgomery can play there today. I'd play Montgomery on the left rather than Kyogo and have Edward play. You know? No, I could go with that. Again, you're you know? a young boy in against Altman. If it, go, if it goes wrong, you know what the reaction is. You could say the same thing, Mark, watch on a young lad in Abadai. Do you know what I mean? Um, in. I know there's a difference though what we saw of Abda, but the Montgomery could could be I could come on but give the chance, do you know what I mean? Life doesn't yeah. need but I've, oh, I I would look at all the options raised I'm starting with Edward, I definitely would. I'm hoping that Ange is doing the same. You know? Because it 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 really does frustrate me when I see him on the on the line out. I know about G like but I do get frustrated when I see him on the lineup, because one, we know he's not going to sign a new deal, and if he is going to sign a new deal, it's not going to be long term. You know? Perfect. I'm just looking for um, Altmar's team just now, and I never actually realised that they've just been promoted in the most promising young player, so Rude Hulett's from Mark Team Hill. I hope he, if he's even half as good as him, he'll be alright, yes. Aye. Pretty just he. Only just turned 20. It's not just Ajax, really, but the whole Dutch league the, uh, and the Dutch FA, 
they, they all seem to have a good setup of youth, don't they? The Dutch league, don't they? They always seem to have good young players coming through, don't they? The Dutch. Oh, when I was a youth, when I was a youth, and I was a, I went across from the high school at the time. I was only fourteen, and we went across to Holland for a tournament. So was that, was that your toiling point then, so Mickey, when you started going yeah. on the wacky the back again? That was pretty year ago to 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 the day that we went to that Holland and. We were playing against like just your amateur teams like that. We just couldn't mm. play in a Sunday park. Yeah. Nearly every single team we played, there was four teams. Every single team we played against, even though they were amateur, all had a youth set up and like a mini stadium and stuff. No public parks. They all had their own ground. Oof. And that was 20 years ago. I wouldn't even like to think what the setups are now. And that's why they've got so many good youth players coming through. It yeah. makes you want a player. Like, they, 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 they always had good young players coming through the Dutch. Like, they, they, they always seem to be. But I actually, I actually sell a player for fifty million pound, and just mm-hmm. replace him with a youth player. Can yeah. Imagine Celtic fans if we done that. See, that's the difference. In this, that's the difference, Mark. Isn't it? But that's that. They, they, that's just their system. That's the way they work. They've been doing it for years. But can you imagine if Celtic did like a sell? Sell, say Edward and just put a youth player in in the squad and place him. They'd be up. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, no that's that board. That's Dermot Desmond looking after his bonuses and shit like that. Yeah, and it's the same markdown in where you have all the top teams playing the kids in the league cups. Like you know, it won't be accepted here. Do you know what I mean? You know, Celtic putting out a resolve team in for for a league cup game. It, it just wouldn't be accepted here. But we are seeing the Mark. Yeah, but Mikey, Mikey says it would bother him. We've spoke about that before. I've been mm-hmm. Celtic done that in the League Cup. As long as it was, we were we were progressing. Do you know what I mean? But right, we're just you looking for running the Champions League. The, how early we play the League Cup kind of games? Is it? It would be worth forgetting about them to concentrate on the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Liam yeah. Quinn is saying there. Sorry, Mike. Just live chat there. Two seconds. Uh, kids get picked up in Holland. Uh, John Primary School and Scottish football kind of wait till they get into secondary school. You know, so it's kind of bred into them like at an early age in Holland, is it? Yeah, well, I see when we went to play them, I was only 14, so we were up against, again, the other under 14, and we played against a couple of, like I said, I think what I found, and I understand what guys used to say, and I'm one that said it as well, but oh, well, I used to just play in the streets and stuff. But in the setup in Holland and that, like, everybody knows, like, if you playing for a team that's got a tiny stadium and there's a bit of effort going into the ground and it's got a good use set up uh, like the training and everything and that or you're just going to a public park and when they changing rooms and the investment that Holland did 20, 30, 40 years ago compared to Scotland that's how they're so so far apart and the tradition that you we went like Scott, to that Bertie Vox in wouldn't it to try and rejuvenate things and that the other German guy at the SFA and that didn't that was a bit mm-hmm. disaster wouldn't it Mikey yeah, so that's what I mean, like, it's, it's just the general, like, facilities as well. Obviously, you want to take the quality of player, but if you know what the facilities to coach the people at the Burns and either, then, I mean, I under, I understand why we're so far behind them after seeing it firsthand, the difference. It was even the same for us, and, like, up in our game, because we're playing in every stadium at that age. We were just expecting to play guys on Sunday league pitches. Yeah, and exactly. And at 14, you're playing in, like, wee mini stadiums. It's just going back, Mark, one of the the craziest decisions by the Scottish FA and have no resolve league. Uh, you know? That, that's a, a scandal, I think, Paul. That, mm-hmm. that's, 
and I mean it was a Cubs that voted for it. I've got you've got yeah. to question why Celtic voted for that. Voted for it, yeah. And then it, and then come out and moan about it. Was it money or was it? Do you know what I mean? It, it doesn't make no sense. Like it's not. It's all these players on your books that are not Yeah. They're just kicking their heels every weekend because of need. They'll set up some daft kick about friendly. You don't. You don't get better playing friendlies. You don't become a better player. You don't improve playing friendlies because they've played at a friendly pace. <laughs> exactly. Lads, I'm going to leave from there. Mikey, join Add anything before we, we leave? You know what, I touched on what Liam says, and I couldn't agree more. Chris noticed it myself, I'm starting to go into the coaching side of things as well. Um, and it doesn't, and as we said, it doesn't help when council are shutting off half the pictures. And, it, and it's the same in Dundee and Perth just now. So what they're doing is. It's Mikey. So what they're doing Shut, shutting off the parks, is this? Yeah, so what they're doing is they're, where there would normally be six to maybe ten, eleven the side pictures on a big grassy bit. Mm-hmm. They're shutting them down and they're building like a sports centre that's got like one 3G pitch and then an inside pitch. But what people don't realise when you're doing that, it's an absolute fortune to get on that pitch for even an hour, whereas beforehand when there was loads of the pitches to actually play, you would have just went with your mates in the past. Everybody used to bunch for like one net, put up one net and then kind of just fire it into one goal. They haven't even got the option that now because everything's fenced up. Like, you can't even go... like. You, you can't, even, you can't even go for a toilet in this country now we need to pay for it. No, I mean, never mind the game Especially as well, like, with a lot of... And it's the same here and on, like, there's a lot of poverty and parents don't have to be paying these yearly memberships for their kids to go play soccer uh, every week, Mark, in, inside a big sports centre in 3D grass. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you maybe, know, I, I mean this would probably maybe be a good topic for another future podcast as well. Just, just general, like, grassroots... Mm-hmm. And it towards I, I could other countries, eh? I could maybe get a guy that runs Zaki's see Zaki's he does youth scouting and academy and stuff. I could maybe get him on to do that way. I would love that. I would, I would love to speak to guys like that just to see what they're actually. Yeah, I give you I, 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 I'd speak about uh, the grassroots then and here in Ireland because uh Terrence there's on the live channel as well, like the grassroots in Ireland is just next to none. You know, it's, it's next to none, like how, how neglected it is, Mark. You know, it's neglected, isn't it? Unless you're, unless you're connected to, like, a, a, a club. club. Yeah. We used to have a, one of your local teams, some of the guys in the live chat, might have heard them, Mull United. Mull United's one of the biggest kind of boys' club in Scotland for years and years. And uh, my nephews and that played with them. But, again, it was, everything was money. Every, no matter what you wanted to do with them, it was money. Whether it was high in a park, whether it was high in a park to train on, everything was just money, 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 money all the time. And that's, I mean, there was, there was wee guys there that they were turning up, right, mock it. They didn't have 50 pence to put in for their, t- do you get what I mean? They're not, mm-hmm. because their mum didn't have 50 pence to give them. He said, what you meant, to, you can't turn the kids away. Do you know what I mean? They're just there to play football and enjoy themselves. But if people further up the chain, all it seems to be is money, money, money. And the money that they get, they don't... It's, none of the money in Scottish football seems to be getting into the grassroots level. We've got a park, it's a park just five minutes walk for us. And there used to be three, three I'd say they were full-size football pitches. A grass one, an ash one, and one that had a weird kind of grass on it. I don't, they tried to put like drainage in it and the grass turned a bit weird. But we could play on them from morning to night. Mm-hmm. All the rest of the schemes about is playing, uh, you know what I mean, 20 games against the, the next scheme days kind of thing. It didn't cost us a penny. 
bit nervous. No, I sure I was going up. Yeah, it's the same, Mark. Down, down the park, 20 kids playing football. It's gone, like, in this. It's gone. I bet it's faced off. That's turned into a uh, like wee swing part for the kids. I think all the junkies sat in. Just that's this. No, see the, bit, the other bit where the other two parts were. They're not even any goals here, I don't think, anywhere. And if there is goals there, Mark, they're either ripped down by scum that are there for you know, drugs or drinking there. They have a great laugh and bond down the nets and stuff like that. No, but even if it just used to be the just metal full goals that sat there 24-7 every day of the year, they were buried, they were in the ground. And then it all started getting fenced off and now there's not even any goals here. So there's not even anywhere local for kids just to go for a kickabout. Every yes, other team getting no ball signs things. And the nearest place is either that Jock Steen that that Blanter Academy is trying to take over, or there's a bit in, in the boat we have on pits. But again, that's costing you money. I mean, you wonder how. Imagine James going out to mum and saying, "Mum, we need fifty pound, fifty pound, fifty pound, fifty pound, go up and play football for an hour." Exactly. Exactly. Well, just like, I just wonder how Burns actually get picked up for. Like, we're going to be starting to be able to produce anybody like talent. But when I was younger, when we were primary school, what used to happen in Dundee, between Dundee United, Dundee and St. Johnson was the managers of the school team used to put to war, put the best players for each primary school forward for this thing that was called Dundee School Select. So every school in Dundee used to put their best players for the school team kind of into this for trials. And that's how you earned the contract for either Dundee United, Dundee or St. Johnson in the past. And that's how it ends up going as a youth to Dundee in the early days. Well, years, years ago, one of the boys that helped run that Mill United club, Barry Ferguson and that, played through the... Uh, yeah. McBride and that, all, that's all who they came through and that. Uh, uh, what was his name? Jordy, Jordy Hanley. He was a scout for Hibs. And when I was at school, one of the teachers, uh, he was a scout for Dundee United, Graham Livston. We Paul Hart, that's what took him as an assistant manager when he was at Alwa or something like that a few years ago. He was at Dundee United for ages, was he? Graham Livston, aye. Uh, yeah. In the early 2000s. Oh, Mikey, grab you back even further than that. I left school in 1990 and he was a scout for them then. Because one of my pals, was, he was with them for years. He, uh, Pat Clark, he was with them for years. And actually, they let him go and it was he came home for the weekend. And now when you're in digs, you've got a certain time to be, be back home for kind of thing into your digs. His car had broke down and he phoned, he phoned in front and told the woman, look, my car's broke down. I'm waiting in the A or RAC or that to come out and uh, see to your bit. And obviously the woman did her job and just marked that he was late coming in. And that Ivan Golak, meantime, it was him that had a fault with him because he was late home to his digs that night and he never really got his chance. But Graham Livston was, I mean, I, as I say, I left school in 1990 and he'd, he'd been with Dundee United for years before that. Actually, see when I saw that people hardly took him to, I think it was Owl or something, I actually thought he was dead. Because he was ancient back then when I was at school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's just kids, how do they get picked up these days? Unless you're kind of a superstar, you're not going to just, you know what I mean? Would George Best have been spotted? These kind of players, you know, how these players years ago were spotted. But that's how it started, Mark. Like, like, and how things have changed, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, even for a young lad here, like, to get spotted, you know, like, the, there's not even scouts going out to grassroots matches now, do you know what I mean? There's, there's, it's next to none, like, you know what I mean? You kind of, it's like you have to know someone, as you said, Mark, within the club to get spotted or, do you know what I mean? It's like who you know and what you what you have to do, Mark, do you know what I mean? Like, you know? Mikey's seen some 
young lad playing football. Saying, he's some player and Mikey knows some guy at Dundee United to say exactly. check this wee guy out. And but exactly. oh, I've no, you never. Do you know what I mean? The scouts even do that anymore. Getting mm-hmm. like all these stupid wee games that are going on up and down the country every 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 Sunday morning. Something's drastically changed for years ago. Because if you look at the quality, okay, Scotland are starting to get an R18 together just now, apart from even though a striker. Compared to the players that got brought through years ago to now, there's a drastic change in quality. There's a lot better players years ago than there is now. When it, coming through in Scotland, like, you just need to look at Celtic's team as well. Look at players coming through. More footballing players like, able to play, we say, classy football. They're not as physical as. Um, other Scottish teams would be like, as I remember growing up, you had the likes of Craig Bond. They were big physical players. In fact, the Scottish teams were always big, tough, tough teams to beat. As no, as much they like, to, they were able to play more football and, and play the ball better on their feet. Is that down to maybe foreign coaches coming into the league, Michael, changing that? I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure, like it says, but I'm going on to say just when we were all, when I was all younger, and how we got picked up for playing, and it was generally for playing through the schools and getting put on trials to like tournaments and that that were arranged for senior clubs to come and see and that and I, I used to see anything like that happening now eh? mm-hmm. like, I mean right Mikey you've probably got friends that their boys are at that kind of age that they, if they were good players they would be getting picked up with teams do you ever hear them even saying oh so and so watching your your John other night when he was playing I mean, it's worth, I mean it did used to happen you, you knew if there was a scout coming to watch your game didn't you yeah, exactly. That's, he, he, that he, course. He definitely knew. Aye, and if they just turned up, your manager knew. Your man here, that's a fucking, that's a scout for Dundee or Dundee United or there. Never got spotted myself, like, but there were scouts there. <laughs> It'd be interesting to find out how Barry, then I know actually spoke to him about this, like how he actually got, like, because obviously I never made it up until the the full team or that. Like, I was just a school youth at Dundee. I never we made do, it we do, we do, uh, we do a grassroots. Uh, Podcast, we, we we get a set up. We'll have Mickey, Mark, we get Barry on, uh, Mark, Liam, Quinder, who's leaning in on the forum. He's involved in grassroots, so he could uh, we get him set up and he could join us. And we have a, a whole discussion on grassroots. And I'll thank you, Abby, Paul, we come on, see if you come on. Just yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see like what's going wrong and why aren't these young lads uh, getting picked up or how, how can they get picked up, you know. Well, I mean, don't get us wrong, Paul, what we're saying is true, but we've got to remember as well that all these teams like your Aki's and your Kilmarnock's and your Motherwell, they're still... They're still doing this. Aye, but... But well, why do big teams doing this? Do you know what I mean? That's the problem, isn't it? But they're doing it, but how does it work? There's what Mikey's saying, right? Motherwell and that, they're bringing through young player after young player, but you never... What's the, where's the kind of link? Mm-hmm. They're just, these players are just appearing. Exactly. Like, even going back to Motherwell in the early 2000s, they had like Keith Lasley, they had Stephen Pearson, McFadden, that Corrigan and Craigan and that. They all came to Motherwell as a young age. They held team first teams at one point in the early 2000s. All teams in the SPL were all based on t- players that came through. There wasn't like Hibs of a rear then and O'Connor and Tom McManus and players like that. They were they came like, through like the youth. Maybe like these these law clubs, Mark and. Like you like, would they have like a talent spot or that go along the these grassroots leagues for the club? 
and start looking at these things or whether Celtic don't, do you know what I mean? Well, the wee guy I'm talking about, uh, it was actually, he used to play for Aki's and then didn't he, he didn't he, he just kind of lost his way a wee bit when he was younger. But eventually he started, he started work, uh, running that Mull United club I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. He, because his contacts with Aki's, uh, he was recommending. He, 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 he was recommending players to the guys at Aki's, and they were seeing that he was doing a good job and things like that. And they offered him this job as he did youth recruitment or something like that through that. So he, he knows. What age, Martin? Was he recommending them as? What age? Uh, what, what are they getting the break to go to Aki's and train? 16, 17 or younger? Younger than that, it would be Paul. Be younger than that. Because yeah, like, like, like Celtic do have like uh, sorry. Like, like the kids thing, don't they? They have like oh, they kids with all the tents stuff like that to go to camps and stuff like that, don't they? But if you're at school, Celtic can take you on for your eight year old or six year old or oh. something like that. And there's a school that you go to and things like that. So they're doing it, but it's still something that's been ignored in, in Scottish football for years. Hmm. When I was, like, say, when I got picked up when I was younger, we were getting scouted and that for Dundee and that. I was only 10 year old. Jeez. That was when that was when I got that was when I got approached when we were, I was playing for a team in Dundee called Maryfield under a, a guy that's what sorry under a legendary manager in Dundee called Jimmy Faulkner. Um, he's one of the best youth coaches that were around in Dundee and still is to this day. He still does it. He took us to the under nines right up to the and we won the league every year. So there was about three or four guys for our team that got picked up when we were nine and ten year old. And is that still the same case nope. though? Like nope. with Dundee, I just just stopped now. Is this? Nope. Like, see, I don't know how I don't know how players get picked up now. Cause that's that's how it used to happen. Used mm-hmm. to like at, at, at for that age, nine, ten, and like say when Barry and that obviously he he actually made it all the way through. I can guarantee you that whether it was Dundee, Hamilton, or whoever it was at the time for Barry, he would have been on the radar for his nine or ten year old. Mm-hmm. Barry's on the live chat there tonight, so so. We, we we look into that in the next week or so. There we we look into Mark when maybe we don't have um, a midweek game, a, a Europa League game or something like that, just before the qualif- the just maybe before the group stage, Mark. Before the group stage, there might be some break, and we we'll do a midweek show of uh, grassroots, and we we'll just generally chat. Barry, we get Liam set up there. We will have Mike in, and if you can get your buddy on, that'd be a great short talk, coach. You know. I'll see what I can do, buddy. I said yeah. Harvey likes to take a lot of with Barry and not play the higher level and me, so it might be worth getting Barry on it. Like you say, if Liam's part of grassroots, then and then Mark and that, I'm quite happy to just uh, be in the background to moderate in the chat. <laughs> so <laughs> whatever, we'll get something sorted out anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. perfect. That's it, lads. Uh, thanks to Mikey as always for coming on. To you lads in the live chat as always, great support you're giving us. Uh, please hit the like button. Uh, hit the notifications button and please leave us a comment. Mark will close the show. Thanks very much, Mikey. Thanks everybody for joining the live chat. As Mikey said, subscribe, hit the like button and please if you can leave a comment because it helps the channel grow on YouTube. Thanks very much everybody. Good night, God bless and hail hail. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, 
Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. This episode of the Boz and Bovel podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.